Talk about what? Uh, the end credits. Oh, Shang-Chi? Yeah. Yo, it is episode 15 from Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. From Shroom, from Shroom, from Shroom, from Shrooms, from Shrooms to Skyrim. Shrooms, Shrooms, Shrooms. How you feeling today, sir? I am good, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, getting used to this new configuration. Yes. Yes. Well, buttons, you know, buttons in front of me. Well, we're we're we 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 are constantly tweaking things here at from Shrooms to Skyrim. You know, with Matthew and Hiram. Another day closer to perfection. Yeah. You know, and and perfection we will never achieve. So it's just a goal we just keep trying to go after. Right. I love it. I love it, buddy. So, I did it. What'd you do? I watched it. I saw it. Shang-Chi was a fucking blast. I had a good fucking time at the movies. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You're correct. A good time at the movies. I had a good time at the movies. I have some issues with the movie. I get it. Okay. There are some things. Understandable. But overall experience and especially for a... Uh, first time, you know, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of like the origin stories that Marvel aren't necessarily always great. Sometimes it's like the second or third film that really takes off. You could see that with Captain America. You could see that with Thor. I think Iron Man clearly hit it off the gate. You yeah, because Iron Man was the one to the, right. set it off. Yeah, I mean, but Downey was clearly on another level with that, and Favreau was clearly on another level with that. Uh, but I, I like I like the first Captain America. I like the first Thor. I I also realize that they weren't like the best, and I I don't think anyone thinks they're the best MCU movie. That's what I'm saying. That they're good movies. I think the first Captain America was a better movie than the first Thor. Yes, yes, and we can all agree that the second Thor was not great. It was it was good, but it wasn't great. The that Thor Ragnarok. That's in the that's in the talk about best pictures for the MCU. That was a really it's up there with like kind of the way that James Gunn uh, did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Unpopular opinion. I like Thor Ragnarok. It's a little overhyped for me. Really? Not crazy about it. Really? I love it. I, I can I, watch it. It's watchable. I've seen it several times. It's literally one of my favorite MCU movies. Can't uh, well, we're gonna have to disagree on this one. We're gonna have to disagree on this one. Uh, but anyways, uh, Shang, uh, Shang, Shang Chi, Shang Chi, uh, was uh, yeah, really I, fun to watch, man. It was really, really fun to watch. It was, it was a good time at the movies. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I good swim time. <laughs> uh, the action sequences were absolutely phenomenal. I had a problem with the second act. Like I said, uh, I just thought it got a little sloppy there for a minute in the second act. Um, it was basically like, uh, how do we move the story forward? You know, let's just find the best way to move the story, the story forward. Um, when, I, when you say the second act, which point exactly are you referring to? So 
when when their dad when their dad gets them and then they do the whole water scene then he throws them in the dungeon and Mm. then they meet trevor again who by the way just (laughs) i mean he killed i mean he kills that role man like he he you can see him too yes dude (laughs) and and at the end and at the end he's like it's just a part mate just i'm i'm acting you know he's laying down on the you know and he's like roll you know um it's it's it's, it, it was really it was really great to see Yo, they, when he they, was telling them if they could train those monkeys to ride horses. <laughs> he's so great. He says it with such he's imagine what I sincerity. Yeah. You know, and you're just I you you can't help but love the guy. I love the fact that they haven't killed him off, right? Like you thought he was dead at the end of like that one shot. Right, but and, and he's just fucking surviving his, in the MCU like his, a freaking cockroach. And his explanation for the whole thing, he's oh, like, yeah. he's like, I I just <laughs> dove into my Macbeth, you know? Oh, oh, he's doing the whole thing. I was like, this guy. I mean, Ben Kingsley kills I, it, man. Just I, kills I, it. I, I like how he's talking about things with like no regards to himself. He's like, yeah, they were gonna kill me, and then it's like, <laughs> you know, but what you know, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, you know, it's, he's. He was he was phenomenal in it, um, and uh, but that part that like they got there, and then the sister just walks away, and she somehow like knows that there's a tunnel because that's how she got away the first time, and she's knocking down walls. I was just like, ah, that you know, and then, yeah, then they they do like a NASCAR you know drive scene. By the way, by the way, Aquafina. She's, dude, I can't help but love her, bro. I honestly, like, she was probably my favorite part outside of Kevin Hart in Jumanji, the second Jumanji movie, okay? Uh, Kevin Hart doing uh, Danny Glover, I thought was one of the most (laughs) spot on. But Aquafina doing Danny DeVito was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life in that Jumanji movie. She was awesome in this movie, man. She, I like, I surprisingly really liked her in the movie. I didn't buy the fact that she became a awesome archer are, in one day. Are there two Jumanjis now or just one? There's two. They made a second one? Yeah, they made a second one. The, the second one, the, I don't want to give too much away. What, I haven't what, seen what, either of them. Okay, well, you haven't. Okay, well. You can give it away. I'm probably never going to see Anyways. Um, oh, see, but like what you were saying, there were a few too many plot devices that the movie was good enough to overlook them, but nonetheless, I still don't like it. Just like I had a problem with them Black Widow, where it's uh, like... yeah, yeah. Where I had a like, lot of problems with Black Widow. Where it's so. like, the next thing, it's like, oh, I know where that is. Oh, yeah, we'll just go over here. Oh, yeah, convenient. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know where that is. We'll just fucking walk 40 miles, Siberia, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I love how they're like valet. I, I love how they're like, they park cars, right, for a living, and they live in San Francisco, which is like the most expensive place in the United States to live and like they got to go to Macau right and they just have money to go to Macau right like they have their passports they're ready to go they've got money to go like to buy tickets to you know they're <laughs> it's like uh okay yeah. like you know that's <laughs> but whatever it's it's a Marvel movie like I'm supposed to have suspended disbelief on this like I liked I really I, one of the things I enjoyed about the movie was that first 
well, I think you said it right last week when you were talking about when, when his father, like they're showing him throughout like the centuries and he's using, he's using the 10 rings and you see him use the 10 rings for the first time. And he like engages that army and like, you're, you're like, okay, these, this is, these things are special. (laughs) How about, how about that first, uh, fight scene with, uh, Oh, the bus. No, no, no. Uh, with him and his wife. Uh, oh, it was beautiful, soon, man. Soon to be wife. It was it was beautiful. How about that. It was beautiful. It was uh it was it was exactly what you said. It was beautifully choreographed. Um and it really f- it it was supposed to. I mean, it's 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 what it was. It felt like a dance, right? Like you were watching two people dance with like martial arts essentially. It was it was really really beautiful. Um the way they shot it, the the, the cinematography, the colors that they used, oh, I thought yeah. were, oh, yeah. I, I, I was like, they, they really like knocked it out the park. Uh, the feel and look of the movie was dope as shit. I will give them that. It it really was. I mean, it really it's did like, look like a, like it was beautifully it's shot. It's like being an MCU movie. I feel like it was true to the genre and the heritage of what it was representing. I, look, they, they brought it. They brought it. I mean, they 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 legitimately brought it. There were some, you know, there were some plot holes. You know, I I still think outside of Iron Man, the the best single standoff movie, like standalone movie, is is probably Black Panther. Like Black Panther was dope as shit. Like the sound, like the just the feel of the movie. That's just my personal opinion. Whatever. But well, I loved Black Panther. Like Black Panther, aside from what that movie represented and what it means to so many people, the way w- the movie was, sh- I'm not talking about. It, w- it was just a straight up phenomenal movie. Uh, yeah, the it, w- the whole it's thing. Like, it's like what we were saying, uh, what we were saying before. Some movies in the MCU, you know, they've been stepping stones towards uh, a larger goal. You know. But that movie standalone was fucking phenomenal. It it was it it was, and I understand clearly everything that it represented. But on top of that, just like a fan of the genre, right? Like it was, it felt like it felt like a beautiful comic book that you were flipping through. Like the there's a shot, okay, where 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 uh oh crap, man, uh Michael B. Jordan's character is now the king yeah, right and he's right. walking in and the shot is shot upside down as he's walking into the throne room and i know what you're talking about right and then they they you know as he's walking they do like this 180 dude that is a beautiful beautiful shot like like that is if if that isn't out of a comic book like i don't i, I mean it was awesome as shit man it that's i really really love that movie uh I really like this movie. I don't think this movie is as good as as, as Black Panther was, uh, but man, the action. I feel sequences, like it's still one of the better Marvel movies. Yeah, I I will say that the action sequences were were phenomenal. Top. Yeah, I mean, being that there's what twenty something MCU movies now, dude, uh, 23, 24, 23. I could like off the, 23? I, I could like off the top of my head say this is in the top five for me. I would I wouldn't maybe put it in the top five. It's definitely in the top ten. Um, 
Uh, it's definitely in the top five origin stories. That that it definitely is. It's definitely in the top five or standalone films. Um, I, I I really dug it. I just that the surprise at the end of the movie to me was the spoiler. By the way, uh, was the dragon soul sucker fight scene. Like I, that to me, I thought what I, I was not expecting that. So I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> Are we getting a dragon, a dragon too? Like, this is awesome. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, the fucking soul suckers reminded me. It made me think I was watching Inuyasha for a minute. Is that anime? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, thanks for just raining on my parade. Cool. Um no, I, I thought I thought it was cool really story, good. Cool story, bro. Um the the I I'm interested in the ten rings. I'm interested to find out what they are. Um they kind of left oh, that yeah, open. So I, w- I was watching the movie and for a minute, like I, I got over it because I was, you know I mean I moved on because I was watching the movie, but but it was in the back of my head like how it wasn't addressed. Right. Well, they're clearly, clearly so, something that they're setting up. Yeah. So now I'm kind of excited for that. I'm really fucking glad it was addressed the way they addressed it in the post credit scene. Yeah. Because for something like that to go unaddressed at all, and so obviously they they know what they're doing. Well, yeah, and, and I I love but I love was, the cameos. It was like so. I wonder what else about this origin. Is gonna change because obviously they've taken two different characters, the Mandarin and Shang Chi, and they've totally revamped the the whole thing. Yeah, the, uh, and and I like that. I like. Oh that. yeah, definitely. It was. Uh, I like that because it's 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 very MCU, right? It's very like we're separate. We're not we're not gonna follow the tradition of the comic books. We're gonna stay in the spirit of the comic books, but we're we're you know we're telling our own stories. And this, I think, is a really great way of doing that. You're giving this character kind of a different origin story in the MCU than he has in the comic books. Uh, but I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what ha- like. So what? Uh, I guess we have spoiler alerts, right? Because we're just doing the whole thing at this point. It's been a week and a half since the movie's been out. So if you haven't seen it, you know it's on you. Uh, it snows your lows. Uh, you ever seen Shang Chi? <laughs> Don't even fucking watch this pod. Go watch fucking Shang Chi. Legit, legit. Just hit pause. Go watch Shang Chi, and then come back, and we could do the. You could listen to the rest of the pod from, from there. Shrooms to Skyrim <laughs> with Matthew and Hiram. Um, his, his uh, when uh. Man, I lost my train of thought. Damn it. What were we talking about? Okay, so first of all, let me just get this out the way. Mm-hmm. Valet parking. Oh, dude, come on, man. What's that about? Uh, dude, in L.A., it's a big deal, bro. In L.A., it's a okay, huge... Look, it, and like in the, on the I'm, West I'm, Coast, I'm, it's a I'm big just going to say this. Valet parking in San Francisco. Okay, first it's of all... It's going to be a nightmare, bro. First of all, no offense to... Aquafina and uh, Shang-Chi. I don't know anybody's real name. They're the worst type of valet drivers. Well, uh, Dri- driving 
See, I, I wouldn't want to leave my car with them. Well, I mean, listen, bro. It, fucking sometimes drifting it, and shit like that. Sometimes, it, listen. That's exactly why I don't like valet parking, okay? It added character to the story. And we needed to know that she could drive because literally the next scene, she's on a bus and she has to. I understand it was a plot device because then they drove through fucking high telling it through the magic forest too. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I just want to say something real quick. Okay? Would it? Would it I've been to San Francisco. If a bus was out of control like that, all them people are dead. Like, <laughs> all them people are dead. Like, by the I way, mean, not just all them people. There's, It's like a mass, like, casualty. San Francisco ain't nothing but hills, man. Dude, oh, my God. That part, like, I, it was funny. But, look, but See, that, like, for dude, me, that fight scene, though, the, that the, fight the scene movie, was fucking The movie awesome. started kind of, like, was touching on the origin. And then it introduces you to Sean, as he's going by Sean. Sean, that's, that's right, not Shang Chi. <laughs> who 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 changes her name from Shang? Shang. She's like that's like your name is Michael, and you're going to hide, and you're like I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I I like I. Okay, so here's he, he, oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I had a thought while I was watching. Wow, you just fucking. No hesitation. As a, I, just, I said that as a fucking courtesy. Nah, I took it. I, nah, I took it. I, <laughs> I took thought it was going to be one of the things like, no, no you're going. No, 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 I took it. Okay, I took it. I'm, like, I'm a greedy. I'm greedy. I was like, no, you go, going. You were fucking gone. All right, all right. Jesus. You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. You, no, you, you go it. ahead. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going now. <laughs> oh, are you, are you sad? I'm just going to play with the bobblehead with my Chaz Michael Michaels. Sex on ice, bobblehead. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I right, well, true to uh, the MCU genre. In the beginning, mostly and at times, it was a bit too whimsical for me. Okay, I like the fact that you said whimsical. Whimsical. If the letter's there, I'm gonna say it. God damn it. Uh, um. You ever watch? You ever watch a show called Face Off on Sci-Fi? Wait, a show? I've seen the movie with no. Uh, there's a show. Nicholas there's Cage a show on no. There's a show on Sci-Fi that's really fucking. And dope. Jo- was it? Is it John Travolta? No, no, no. Face no. Off. The, the, the movie. Yes, the movie. Yes, with John is, Woo directed it. Is the show based off the movie? No, or is it just no, 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 no. The show is called Face Off, and what they do is it's all special effects. So they had they bring like twelve artists, special effects like amateur special effects artists onto the show, okay, and they have them do like uh, every week is like a different like you have to create an alien or you have to create like something whimsical, right? Like and they they do whimsical all the time on the show, right? Like some crazy forest whimsical creature, you know? Or it's 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 a pretty dope show. Should definitely watch it if you've never watched it before. It's it's actually really really cool. Face off. It's called Face Off. It used to. It was on Sci Fi. They have like twelve seasons. They canceled it. I don't know why they canceled the show. It was so damn good. I loved it. Um, I, I honestly hope they bring it back. It's, it was really one of my favorite shows to watch. Um, anyways, uh, I could have done uh, to quote Toby Keith, a little less talking and a lot more action. No. As in, well, let me paraphrase that. First of all, I've never listened to a single Toby Keith song, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I fuck with Toby Keith. 
Anyways, sometimes, man. I don't even know you sometimes. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, the shit fucking fits because you. That's another. You got fucking a, Drax and you got a fucking raccoon, a raccoon with a machine gun. <laughs> okay, but sometimes it's just too many goddamn jokes for me. And I understand it's fucking popping. They do it well. But it was a little, Shang-Chi was a little bit too whimsical for I, me. I, I disagree with you I remember you thinking that. that. I disagree with you on that. I, 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 I honestly disagree with you on that. Uh, one of the things that I liked was that there, it was, like, it was funny, man. They had, and on top of that, they had, like, actual funny Asian comics. Like, uh, Ronnie Chan in the movie. Do you know who Ronnie Chan is in the movie? So Ronnie no. Chan's like a stand-up comic. He's awesome as fuck. I love him. He's super hilarious. He's the guy that runs the the fight club. You think he's the owner of the oh, fight club? Oh, him, the guy dude, that answers the elevator? Dude, if you've never seen his stand-up, he's fucking hilarious, dude. He is super, super funny. Uh, I, 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 I like the fact that there was a lot of like Asian comics, and they were really good. Okay, and they're not even really Asian. I mean, I guess they are, but I mean, you know, whatever. They were comics, and they happen to be Asian, whatever. And they were really fucking good in this movie. I, I Again, I think Aquafina knocked them. One of my favorite things about the movie, that's what I wanted to get to, was one of my favorite things about the movie with her and him that reminded me of Iron Man was that, like, they're clearly a love interest or a setup for a love interest. Mm. but they didn't do it like pepper pots and iron man clearly in the first one you knew that they were going to hook up but they're still like holding it back right you know that the story i, is gonna I go feel there. like the love interest is a little bit forced it, it, i feel like if they didn't have but i don't think it was forced that was a whole thing like I, no but they, like they, they were, made them they, friends they were having the dinner at the end where it was clearly like clearly like a lot more chemistry between them I think without that dinner, like it wasn't necessarily headed in that direction. I disagree with you on that. The second I thought it was headed in that direction was when he took off his shirt to fight and she looked at him and realized, holy shit, he's fucking hot. Which, by the way, I, mean, I don't they've believe. Been, they've been friends for how yeah, long? You I, didn't that, fucking that's know. The, that's the other thing. I don't believe that that was the first time she realized that he oh, was you Jack out. Diesel. <laughs> like, but. Again, um, I liked. I I really liked the way that 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 took place in the story. I like. It's like you don't got to ship every motherfucking thing. I like the father dynamic in the story. I like that too. Oh wait, this one thing. Okay. If they hadn't done this, I could have let all the other whimsical shit go. And you had a problem with this too. You're gonna know when I say it. I hate when this shit happens. Okay. Her first time picking up a bow and arrow. Oh, yeah, no. No, no, no. I just, no. I and just, she <laughs> shoots the soul sucker demon dragon from across the goddamn lake. She's the one that deals She's, the motherfucking fatal blow when no one else can. That's it. That's it. That was her special talent, man. That fucking, that, that was um, her, I, it was her special talent. What's that, that and driving. What's that fucking uh, term in, in Latin that, like, uh, oh. That, I, I don't know Latin. Like I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go doctor. I'm gonna go. Deus ex machina. 
Like a motherfucking active God plot device. What do you what ex machina? I don't know. I don't know. What the to, fuck. To, don't. <sighs> it's I can the I can do the dragons, the rings, and things. Dude, those rings were fucking bad. But there's ass, no plausible bro. reason she should have made oh. that shot. Okay, you know something that I thought was cool as shit. If you go back and you look in his room on the wall of his room on the picture wall of his room, okay, the movie Kung Fu. There's a poster of the movie Kung Fu Hustle, right? Oh, yeah, I, I think I didn't notice that. And then at the end of the movie, when he fucking shoots the rings into the dragon or into the soul sucker, yeah. he's coming down from, like, the sky, and he's doing the whole... I was like, oh, that's literally what he does <laughs> in fucking Kung Fu Hustle. Like, it was super dope. Like, I was like, oh, cool, that was fucking dope. Like, that was, a, a like, a little throw, little homage. Um, so let's, let's break the movie down even a little bit further. Uh-oh. So we the first act, uh, we introduced to uh, the Mandarin. Well, no, Ooh, I, I don't. No, he's not the Mandarin. I don't think I don't. He, he I don't doesn't think, go by that name. Remember? Yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't think we even should refer to him right. as the Mandarin. Right. I like how they how he himself addressed that. Right. And you I know how, so how they addressed that. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, they refer to me as. As uh, as an orange, yeah, orange, <laughs> as an orange, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it, I think, you know, to Marvel's credit, you know, they're they're tackling uh, their history head on, you know. Oh that yeah. Instead of, you know, they're dealing with it, and letting you know how ridiculous it is, right. And you know they're like they're they're taking responsibility, ownership, ownership. They're saying, "Look, we did this. It was stupid. It was at a different time. Okay, we've moved on, and we understand." Do you know that the movie has not been passed for censor release in China? I think I heard that, yeah. and it doesn't look like it's going to, and neither does Eternals. And that's another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about because I kind of knew that that might potentially be something that happened. Because China has a very strict, I guess, no magical creature or no, right? you know, and uh, I, I'm actually glad that Marvel didn't buckle on that, you know, that, that look, this is the story that we're telling and we're going to tell it. And, you know, we hope that it could pass your censorship. If it doesn't pass your censorship, well, then too bad. We're going to tell the story anyway. You know, I know that there are points some, where some, Marvel does buckle. I understand that there are. Sometimes I wonder... What are the conversations actually being had behind closed doors? Well, look, man, there's I, a lot of money there. Yeah, I'm saying like I'm sure like I'm sure it wasn't just like a gamble they placed amongst themselves. I'm sure there was some sort of communication back and forth. So the movie opened so the movie opened some, at ninety million dollars. Imagine if right the Asian market like the China market specifically was I mean, you know, it would have been much, much higher. <sighs> You know, it's it's got to be it's got to be tough because you financially it's a business and you want your movies to make money and you clearly but at the same time you're you want to stay true to the story you're telling. Yeah. You know, and 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 there's, you know, there's a there's a rich Asian American history there. American being the word. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it, it, it's it's it it, it 
it's you know do do the actors do the directors do they want the movie to be censored so that it could be seen in china or do they want to stay true to the story that they wanted to create and they crafted and i think that that's i think that's a you know i think it's a gutsy move um i hope it pays off for them i think the movie i i, I backed the movie 100 I, I i loved it um and you know if they don't show it in that market i you know they'll get the bootleg i'm sure they'll get the bootleg you know yo so the movie i think uh demonstrated pretty good character development overall especially for shang chi yeah um some things i didn't like uh his i feel like also as a plot device his relationship with his sister taken for granted you know, in, in that situation, so obviously the father sent the postcard and he went there, you know, intending for the him and his sister to get back together. She didn't send it. Right. But, you know, in that situation where, like, he had abandoned her in the first place, you know, it's not, it's like, it, it's not really guaranteed that they're just going to go back to being chummy the way they did, even. Well, yes, I I agree with that. I I. My my thought process is why even send the postcard? Like if you know where both of them are, why not just go after both of them? You know what I'm saying? Like no, I, I guess he on, <laughs> he on some he on some villain manipulation yeah. shit, which I think I think that in and of itself, but he wasn't was a little bit misleading to the viewers on purpose because he wasn't, wasn't being a villain to he, them. He wasn't the villain, right? He wasn't trying to be the villain to them. He was, and you know, like the guy we're seeing has only recently just put the rings back on, like in the past, like decade, right? So apparently, he was this more villainous persona for like centuries, a thousand years, right? I mean, that's that's the way they made him. That and, and by the way, he says that himself, like he's right. like in, and and he found a reason to put them away. You know, and then she dies. And how do oh. they know? How do the how does the Iron Gang know where their house is in the mountain? By the way, it's the same house. She dies. If you notice that yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. she it, dies. It, and it's the, the same. Right. It's the same house. It's in the mountains. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get there by helicopter. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, these guys, what? These guys scale the mountain and they're just all wearing normal street clothes. Like, there were clearly loopholes, and not loopholes, but like things plot holes, that did, plot plot holes. Yeah, things that didn't make sense. But overall, it was just I, still I a feel fun like movie her, to watch. Her death was a grossly unused opportunity for a badass to the death fight scene. Ah. Uh, also agree with that, but I think that I, happened. I think that happened. Bro, when the fucking it's a Marvel, when it's the a, fucking it's a Disney movie. When the bro. fucking camera cut away and we that, just get the little kids' it's, reaction, it's, it's a I Disney want, movie. I wanted to see her kicking some ass and then getting overpowered, and then you could cut the camera away. I, I think that shit was fucking. I there, they, by the way, that was a missed opportunity. There, there were I and I can't pinpoint them at this second, but there were a lot of things like that in the movie where I was like, I was like, oh, this is happening because it's a Disney movie. Like, if this was like a real Hong Kong action flick, like it wouldn't have been shot like that, or it wouldn't have gone down like that. Uh, but again, 
The fight choreography was phenomenal. The movie was beautifully shot. The scene with the bamboo. Yeah. Okay. The uh, on the side of the building. Listen, it's not gonna top Rush Hour, Part Two, because Jackie Chan actually did that shit. And yeah, that, yeah. That, that, it's not gonna top that. But it was a cool. It was a really cool fight scene. Like it was a like. And again, I thought Yo, the, all like, of the fights like, were like really the guy cool. that plays the Death Dealer. Uh, follow him on Instagram. The, the Kabuki Mask guy, bro. That dude is. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's he posts a lot of behind the behind the scenes work that went into the choreography for those stunts. Man, like that shit is fucking dude, impressive. That's no joke, the fucking bro. flips and twists and kicks and that's no joke, man. I the the those guys you got to have the utmost respect for those guys because they're training literally for months for those action sequences, like months of just drilling it and drilling it and yeah. drilling it and getting it down, you know. And and it looks beautiful. And I mean, the finished product is absolutely beautiful. They they murdered that scene. It was. It was, it was believable in the MCU. You know what I'm saying? Like it, the the hard part that I had a little bit of at first understanding was: Does he already naturally have powers, or is he just a badass martial artist, which is what he is in the comic book? Essentially, he's the master of the martial arts, right? Like he knows all of them, right? He can he can beat a man in any style. So definitely, definitely, we saw from um, the flashbacks and his training. He's definitely been trained extensively, right? Extensively, right, right. And, and he says it. And, I, I was trained I think, to kill a man in every single form that you could possibly think of, right? Like he says it, you know. And I, I think we can glean. That on his mother's side, he definitely shares a spiritual connection. Like a with, magical connection with, with the, the dragon. His, with the mystical land right. that he hails from. Right. At, at first, that was unclear. How about that motherfucking dragon? Yo, that motherfucking dragon was sick as fuck, man. They did such a good job with that fucking dragon. And the fact that it was an awesome Chinese dragon, like... Like, it was so good. I, so here's a little side note. You probably don't know because you don't have a three-year-old daughter. I have a three-year-old daughter. We watch Disney all the time. Disney released a movie called Raya and the Last Dragon. Okay? The dragon in that movie is actually voiced by Aquafina. It's a water dragon. Right? And the movie's super mm. cool. Loved it. Right? It's about, you know, it's a great story. And it's got action. Right? So, you know, we got girls kicking ass. My daughter loves it. Right, it's a really, really cool story, um, and they the way that they did the dragon in that movie, I thought was really. I was like, oh wow, this is really cool. Like the concept of it was, they it was like they took that dragon almost and like put it in Shang. It was beautiful, dude. The way that it moved through the sky, the way that it was just eaten, the yeah. dude, it was awesome, man. I really, really, really loved that dragon, man. I thought it was awesome. I don't have anything bad to say about the dragon. I, I can't wait to get uh, some more backstory on the dragon, the protector, the um, the dark. What was the formal name of the soul sucker? It was just soul sucker. It was a soul sucker. Well, well, the 
he who dwells in darkness. Yeah, that right, was right, right, right. Wow, I don't know how I remembered that. And and I want right. I want the backstory of that like uh, who why, right? Like where? Okay, this is a mystical. They're in a different realm, right? Because when they drive that car, they're clearly going to another dimension. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was, by the way, that was another super cool uh, shot in the movie that I was like, oh, that's really cool the way they did that. Um, but I, I do you know wanna... the, the MCU Infinity Saga got really fucking um, cosmic with a little taste of mystical. Yeah. And now we're really getting in to the magic shit. So can I tell you something that I thought was really cool when I went to go see the movie today? Yeah. So I was in the movie theater. There were only four other people in the movie theater besides me. Okay. And two of those people were a couple and they had to have been in their early to mid seventies. She was, she had a walker. Oh, wow. and he was with, and they went to go see the movie. And I was like, I was like, yeah, man, like Marvel movies are so good. <laughs> that even grandmas are going to go see them, man. Oh yeah, yo, uh, <laughs> it's, it was amazing. We're just talking about that though. Fucking, it's so underrated. Uh, going to see a movie by yourself, especially in the daytime oh, man. when you got the theater to yourself. It's it's what's one of my favorite things to do. I've been doing it. I don't know, probably since I was since I was old enough to drive by myself. I was like sixteen years old, and then I started going to the movies by myself. I just you know. Saturday afternoon, nothing to do. Yeah. You know what, man? I'm just going to go to the movies and watch a movie by myself. It's nice. You know, it's super nice, man. I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. It helps me relax. Um, I can't tell you how many movies I've seen uh, that ended up becoming cult classics that nobody, like uh, John Wick was one of those where I was like, you know what? I just want to go to the movies by myself. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with anybody. I just, I want to go to the movie. And just sit there and, and, and uh, you know, go see a, a Keanu Reeves movie. That By the way, the first John Wick, nobody even knew what the fuck it was. Like, it didn't become popular to the second and even the yeah, third yeah, yeah. one. You know? Um, uh, I, I, Tron uh, Legacy was another one that I really enjoyed. Spider-Man 2 uh, with Tobey Maguire was another one that I went to go see by myself. I just, I love going to the movie theaters by myself. It's one of my favorite, favorite things to do. Um, and, uh, I, I, I couldn't have you, I, it was a thing that I needed today. Like I could say that 100% was a thing that I needed today. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed to get back to Shang Chi, uh, Shang, oh shit, Shang Chi is that, uh, the music for yeah. it. And I have to say this, and I'm not, I, I don't want to get in trouble when I say this, but I have to say this. The integration of the way that the hip hop, the, the, the actual hip hop that they used for the movie was phenomenal. Like it was, it was really, the fight scene on the bus the 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 beat that they were playing in the background was I mean if, it if was I, going it was it was literally going shot for shot like I was sitting there thinking to myself holy crap this is the music is so good like the music is really so it like it 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 is enhancing this fight scene 
It's making this fight scene better. If if I recall correctly, I don't know if it's that song or that scene or if it's the one before it. But I know like one one of the scores of the movie is uh I believe he's a uh Filipino or American Filipino rapper, Rich Brian. And you know, like um uh I mean, a- Asian hip hop is, is oh, has been uh, on the rise for a, a while, a, a, a long time, and <laughs> they have they have a surprisingly that underground scene. Yeah, and 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 they have they a surprisingly don't. very uh uh. It's not surprising. I mean, it's it is what it is. It's it's it. A lot of it is a New York late '90s or '90s style hip hop. Yeah, like you hip, know? hip hip hop has truly become a global phenomenon. Oh, I even, mean, even like Latin trap is like one of the <laughs> biggest genres in the world I don't right know how now. That happened. I don't know how that happened, uh, but I don't want to call Latin trap hip hop. Like, am I am I too much of a purist for that? Like, I mean, is that like wrong for me to say? I mean, I'm Latin, so <laughs> I mean, I can't get in trouble for. I mean, we we we, <laughs> we all know you're a fucking old head. No disrespect. I, I mean, listen, man, I'm I'm. I grew up. I grew up listening to Cypress Hill and you know uh, Run DMC and Public Enemy. You know I, I at NWA Grandmaster Fly. Like I grew up at a different time. Like for me, you know. I mean, I, obviously, like the sounds and the way the sounds are being made has like changed. Like just the sonics of it has changed dramatically in several decades. Yeah, but like that's still, for sure. like how. Like how crazy is that? You know, something that started in uh, you know, one of the boroughs in New York has like well, I it, mean, it's, it's it's literally. I I I remember reading a few years ago, like it literally surpassed rock and roll as the most popular genre in the world. It doesn't look, bro. That album that you have behind you, the Enter the Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers album. Man. That 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 was. I listen. I I remember when that album came out. I was old enough. I was I was 13 or 14. I no, actually I was older than that. I was like 15, 14 or 15 years old when that album came out. Okay. That album changed the game. Overnight. Overnight. Okay. First of all, overnight, everybody wanted to watch Kung Fu movies. Okay. Overnight. Every everybody that was in hip hop all of a sudden wanted to watch Kung Fu movies. Okay. They killed it. Right, they embrace the Asian culture. The Asian culture then turns around and embraces them. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, it's, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that album. Like, it just kind of like that's like, you know, like cross pollination, dude, of um of culture right there, dude. Because you know, like, there's it can be, it can be a fine line, a fickle line, of uh, you know between something done in good taste and you know straight up cultural appropriation but like <laughs> but like you uh you bring that up is it's kind of cool like there's you know Wu-Tang like literally the Wu-Tang clan right. taking their name from Chinese kung fu movies 36 chambers man i mean and like and you're bringing it around to where here you are in 2021 you're talking about the score of uh Shang-Chi and the Legend of the 10 Rings and how the two cultures literally have blended together in like this like the the music by the way this movie was made by an asian director right it was was an asian vehicle they had a say in like the the soundtrack for the movie and the soundtrack for the movie that they chose 
soundtrack for the movie that they chose was clearly an urban hip hop soundtrack. Yeah. And it was it was done beautifully and it added to the movie. And it's one of those things where cultural appropriation works, right? Like this is one of those things where you're like, oh, this is Sometimes cultural appropriation is like the blending of these two cultures, and well, you get like I, I, this beautiful I, I wanna, product. I want, I want to even say it's cultural uh, cultural appropriation. I, I would right. say cultural appropriation is when it doesn't work. Okay, because uh, right, I, okay. I feel like there's times when something's done in good taste. It's like one of those things where it's not cut and dry, one size fits all. Where if you follow the if you follow these rules, this is the result. It's a lot of timing and, and time and place. Correct. And sometimes some, and it's, it could be similar things and one's in bad taste and one's in good taste. But like, it's like you're saying, like it's fucking cool to look at the big picture and man, like, you know, like, listen, like, I, like this, this is what happens when like we're building, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it's it, this, what I, I just, I, again, I think, I think that this movie did a really phenomenal job of taking uh, something that Asian people clearly love, and they clearly love hip hop, okay, and they merged it with a Asian film, okay, that was done by Marvel, who is owned by Disney, and I and, and, mer- and, and, and lo- merged it with an Asian hero, right, created by white people, <laughs> and. You know, just the way, and you know, who's taking the reins on the project now, and just the way, like it all, it, and, and it's like it's doing and explaining that we did something wrong before, yeah, right, and we're fixing that now, right, and it's all in the subtext of the film, right, like it's and and this movie, it's it's like it's fresh, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and it also doesn't miss too many opportunities to pay homage to the past and to stay true to the roots. Okay. So that's great. I want to get back to something here real quick before we it's not just start sucking each other's dicks just yet. Okay. Um, why was Wong fighting the abomination? Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. And, and okay. why are they friends? So when that shit, you, when the first time seeing it in the trailer is it's definitely a fucking it was like, Oh my god, is that the abomination taking the internet by storm thing? Right. And so we've got this underground fighting thing, which is cool. And I guess I there's like no fucking what what what, what why why? why? Who, why? What? Where, when? What, where? What, why is he doing that? Why? It, it, by the way, why is he is, doing it with that person? And it's and it's all happening in the current timeline, right? It's all happening in. The and now. I mean, considering it is underground fighting, I guess I'm not surprised that uh, that it's fucking rigged. F- okay, uh, yeah, all of that. I, like, but I don't. Again, they didn't explain that, and that to me was like a another issue that I had with the plot. So I guess. I feel like that's something that they took a little bit too much liberty with. It was it, I know it's like a really big, cool Easter egg, but it's, was it an Easter egg if you showed it in the trailer? But I feel like well, because they showed it in the trailer, so so it's like they can't not show it in the movie after they no, showed I it know, in the trailer. I, I, no, but it's like I feel like the Easter egg was too 
you know how Easter eggs are really colorful, you know, like an actual Easter egg on Easter, like it's distracting from the actual movie what's going on. I, and it, and that's not Wong and Abomination uh, friendship is not really part of the plot of the movie. Right. So it, it wasn't addressed. But it's it was distracting from what was going on in the movie because you want to know more. And and uh, I mean I get that it's a I get that it's a plot device to bring Wong back in at the end, right? So that you could do the whole like it's a beacon, which is another thing that I want to get into. What is it a beacon to? Is it calling Galactus? Is it, it what, what 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 is is this part of the Eternals? Uh, you know, which is another thing, right? Because the Eternals. Apparently, the snap back brings the deviance. Is that what it is? Right? Is that what they're uh, called or something like yeah. that? Right? Uh, oh, so um, so the Ten Rings. So in the comics, they're from a crashed um, alien spacecraft. Right. And they're rings, like on the finger. So they revamped the actual rings into now they're... Bracelets. bracelets i saw they got that from i don't think i saved it no i did not they got that from um the writers got that from a kung fu movie oh where yeah they had like the iron bracelets yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I, I thought that was quite, kind yeah, of cool yeah. i never well, seen that before oh, oh uh if you watch uh if you watch uh, uh kung fu hustle which is also a tribute to that uh kung fu hustle one of the main guys that like is like a special kung fu martial artist that lives in like this village and he he's a tailor you know and he puts on the rings and he just starts you know like it's like a iron forearm or you know what you know he starts jacking dudes up uh but i'm interested to see where the rings come from i'm interested i'm interested to see where the rings are summoned i loved banner with the arm (laughs) <laughs> still jacked up from clearly the snap. Oh, yeah. So I, I was going to say, so as much as the rings have changed, I, I'm i assuming they're still uh, cosmic in origin. And now he, because he's, his, he's half cosmic, right? He's half, his mom is from, you know, clearly another half plane or dimension. Yeah, I was gonna say half mystical, but I guess, uh, and you know, the you know, with uh, like the Asgardians, right. they're like gods, but it's more of like a space god thing. So right. I guess the the mystical and the cosmic really is blended. Well, space space magic, space science, space magic, space magic, <laughs> space magic, man. Um, gotta thank Star Wars for space magic. <laughs> but yeah, Shang Chi, a really fucking phenomenal movie. Aside from being a phenomenal origin story, it definitely did its part in expanding uh, the MCU universe and lore. I I think they knocked it out the park. I think they did a phenomenal job with the movie, and and I'm super excited for the success of the movie, and and I honestly can't wait to get more of the character. Um, Can't wait. Oh, dude, one of my things I wanted to talk to you about was on the fight scene in the bus they did something and i was like oh that's an homage moment right there what so he does the flying sidekick okay and it's like it's like they shoot it from 
outside of the bus and he's oh yeah he's yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it in between the the two buses right like the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the front half and the second half of the bus and i was like that i was like that's awesome like to me like just like as a geek you know and a, i i love the fact that they did that i was like oh that is so cool um yo so um the guy oh so you know how in black panther there's exactly one white person yeah which is like exactly as it should be no more no less there's actually two white people in black panther Who, who's the the, the first craw, uh, claw or whatever is uh the andy oh well, yeah okay so it's, uh, it's, there's it's two, two yeah there's two white people there's a claw and then the guy from the fucking yeah. hobbit and uh sherlock yeah. fuck what's his name i don't uh, i don't know anyone's fucking name but i fucking like him I, I know his name damn it give me a minute go ahead john something no that's his name is 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 uh well it's kind of like a ah, it's kind of like a anyways go ahead reverse go ahead. racism just because he's white his name's got to be john huh uh, i didn't say that that was you i'm I white know. i can say it i can say whatever you want <laughs> crackers <laughs> so this movie had a i don't support anything that this man says <laughs> not legally responsible for anything this man says had exactly one white person at least to my recollection. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't. Who? I, so did you catch the name? I'm a. Razor Fist? Razor Fist. Taser Face? You think they're going off the <laughs> Taser Face joke? It was why they called him Razor Fist? I mean, <laughs> I mean, we both. I mean, I was like, okay. Like, and by the way, when I saw the car, I was like, oh, it belongs to that guy. i knew that i was like it belongs to that guy um see as as cool and funny as that all was i feel like it was another moment of too much uh whimsicality in the movie you and this whimsicality thing dude it's it's like it's too fucking convenient oh oh look his car's in the parking garage we steal this car we got the parking garage we're fucking Getting away scot free. Uh, yeah. That, again, I had a problem with that. I, 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 I did. That's one of the points of the movie that I had a problem with. Uh, but it wasn't like a problem that I was like, oh, well, this movie sucks. Yeah, there was no problem. <laughs> I there was no problem I had with the movie too great that I could not surpass it. Or not even that I could not surpass it. Like there was no problem. To that slow down the movie no, too much for me. No, it, it look it 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 had its issues. It's a it's a fucking Marvel action comic book movie. It had its issues, but overall, it was a fun movie to watch. Man, like I was not, I, I was I was not mad at the movie. I was super like, pleas- pleasantly surprised. I, was, I wasn't even I wasn't pleasantly surprised. I mean, I feel like I expected it to be good. I, I the what I was surprised about were like. The dragon thing like i didn't see that coming you know what i'm saying like i i i knew that he was gonna have like a because in the preview you see that he has like an underwater dragon scene yeah but you didn't I, know it was, gonna, was gonna, gonna be to that extent yeah man like i didn't know that there was gonna be a dragon that was gonna come out and that he was gonna be riding it and then you know he's just straight khaleesi john oh. snow on that thing dude <laughs> oh yeah i um i'm glad we circle back around back around to this because it reminded me of something else i wanted to uh Lament on. Okay. His sister. Uh-huh. 
So until I actually watched the movie, I didn't know he had a sister. No, you know, obviously neither did I. She's not in the trailers. Uh, nope, at all. So I guess it's one of those surprises, surprise, yeah, things, which is cool. I think the sister, as a person in uh, that universe uh-huh. and as a character, was super, super unsung. Yeah. It's all about Shang-Chi, it the is. legend of it, Shang-Chi. It is, but they but and they then his sister's such a fucking badass. Yeah, but you get that you get that last, very last scene. I'm glad I'm glad for that. Uh, I want to wanna see more scene, of her. And she's taking over the Ten Rings. And what is the Ten Rings gonna look like now? Right? It's because like if she can fucking make that underworld uh fighting federation with nothing, what is she gonna right. do now with the Ten Rings? Right. And, 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 and are I, they going to be the same organization? Are they going to be the same kind of organization? You know, this is, she's now, she now understands that there's bigger things in play. Like, she literally helped kill a soul sucker. Like, she, you know, she's been introduced to a bigger world uh, than speaking, just. Speaking of the soul sucker, mm-hmm. most anti-climatic death in history was from, uh, well, was by the death dealer. The guy who trained him, the oh yeah, <laughs> this is just no explanation. The backstory just... of why he was like the guy to be training people, why he was wearing what he was, he was, a, he was wearing. wearing a kabuki mask. That's why he was a guy to be training people. All right, I mean he looked scary as shit. Just goes and gets his soul sucked. <laughs> That's it. That's it. They, they, that they wanted to let you know that these things were for real. Okay. They were jacking these things. They were jacking dudes up. The first time, the the when they do it, when the first one comes out and yeah. they do it, and the guy's like, "You think I'm going to join you?" I was, I, I didn't like that. That was another thing I didn't like because I just didn't like that battle scene. And we can get. Oh into yeah, that. We're, we're talking about that earlier. That uh, very underwhelming battle between he's like, like he's 60 like get, people total he's like get the army he's ready. coming in army he get the army ready and he pulls up with five suvs what do you got 30 bring, people bring the army <laughs> what do you got 30 all 38 people? of them <laughs> come on man they're again things and I then like about the and movie. then and then the way like he saw the soul sucker suck the soul and then he's like yeah we'll join you yeah see that shit <laughs> too convenient too fucking whimsical Okay, that was that's another not, moment. That's not of whim- whimsicality. That's not, that's not what whimsical means, man. I think I think I would have liked this movie to take itself a little bit more serious. I don't think you know what the word whimsical means, and I think that that might be a problem. <laughs> I think that's, that that is not whimsical about the movie. The dragon, that's whimsical about the movie. No, the dragon is fucking dope. <laughs> ah. The the eight tailed fox that's nine, whimsical nine about fox. nine tailed fox that's whimsical about the movie okay <laughs> the pig chicken that's whimsical <laughs> about the movie that by the way just I mean also that, I, I, that's, I can't that's I can't two, get away that's two guardians callback because that that was definitely uh, a little play on how they're always uh, uh, getting rocket raccoons uh species wrong Tra- oh yeah trash panda the trash panda <laughs> trash panda i love that um the 
I, I just honestly, w- one of my favorite things about the movie was was Trevor. Like I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed watching Ben Kingsley. Oh yeah, so two white people. Yeah, well, Ben Kingsley's English, you know. Oh, so he's super white. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't know what his his background is. You know, that's you know, it's like saying American sometimes. You know, like what what does that mean? You know, um, but loved it. But I want to talk about another. Can we put this to bed for a minute? Uh, we could probably put it because uh, uh, bed for good. I have. I, I mean, we've kind of, we've reviewed it for for two podcasts now. Yeah, it took took two took two to do it. All right, all right. Uh, I want to talk about what's uh, wait. What's your final uh rating? My rating? Oh, it's a it's a it's a solid A. It's a solid A. Like even I, you know what? I, I, the worst I give it a B plus. Worst I give it a B plus because I didn't. I really didn't like like the second act too much. Well, I apologize. Ben Kingsley is of a uh, English and Indian descent. Uh, that's what I thought, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. There you go. So, uh, and you know, he knocks it up. I mean, you know, he's the guy that played Gandhi. I could have said he was Indian. I just wasn't sure that that's what he was. So. Oh, really? He did? Oh, yeah. He played Gandhi. He, I think he won the Oscar for it, man. It was one of the best fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. There's a movie about Gandhi? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Definitely watch it. Ben Kingsley fucking knocks it out the park. It was like early 80s, I think. Well, I'll get around to it. You know, I still haven't seen any of the diehards. Yeah. Oh, my God. How, how am I doing a podcast with you? And <laughs> even taking anything that you have to say about action movies, like, seriously. Like, if you haven't watched... Any of the Die Hard movies? None of them. Okay. You're coming over like next. You're coming over tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? Come over. We're watching Die Hard. We're watching Die Hard. We're watching Lethal Weapon. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. Shang-Chi, I give it a. I'm going to stick with my rating from last week. Which, which was? Surprisingly, I remember the exact number of 9.2. 9.2. Okay. That's still an A. That's still an A. Oh, man. I was about to fart, but it feels like a wet one. Oh, be careful. Be careful. A I'm fart. Cl- I'm clenching. A fart is like love. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. So be careful. Oh, is that Subway? <laughs> Subway. I got to stop eating things off my regular diet right before the podcast. Uh, um, I mean, I don't think I don't think I can leave. Who are you, you going to talk to? I mean, I could talk for hours by myself. I mean, I just don't want to. I don't want that to be the case. Because if you if you walk away from that right now, I'm just. Are you are you doing that? Are you doing that to me? Go ahead. Wait, I'm Go trying ahead. to. I'm trying to push it back, but it's nope. It's coming. Nope. It's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's all right. It's all right, big fella. Put okay. the camera on me. I'm, I'm putting it on you. Which camera am I looking at? This one or this one? You're looking at this one, so I don't walk in front this of one? it. This one. Okay. All right. Listen. I just have to say, it's all on you. It's all on me. I'll right be now. back in five minutes. Oh no, my no, god! No dead air. Oh you got this. Dead? No dead air. No dead f- air. No dead. Okay, I got it. You okay, got it. I got it. I got it. So Matthew is going to the bathroom, and I'm going to take this opportunity to talk to the audience about um, something wonderful that happened this week, and that something wonderful that happened uh, was the Matrix trailer finally dropped 
Um, and we got to see kind of what we're about to expect for the new movie, which is super exciting. Um, I thought uh, clearly that the first Matrix was revolutionary, and I think we all think that. Um, and that maybe it had a lackluster finish on the third film from what the first film promised. But the trailer for this movie, one, looks... The, the, the picture, the cinematography looks absolutely beautiful. And, they, and it did for the first three movies as well. But, I mean, it really looks phenomenal. And I'm really excited to see where the story picks off because they did some really cool things where it appears that neo is now back in the matrix as clearly he's older it's 20 years of the least that the time has passed it looks like and he has no recollection of who he is and he's sitting down speaking to a psychiatrist who happens to be uh, Neil Patrick Harris. And apparently they're prescribing him blue pills. And he's taking these blue pills and he even has a scene where, you know, it looks like he dumps a bunch of them and maybe he might have taken more than one. And he starts looking at himself in the mirror. And then, you know, the Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit song comes on and you start to hear that. Um, and they have, you know, the really cool scene where... Um, this woman, we don't know who she is, uh, meets Neo on the roof, and she asks him if he wants to know the truth. She has to, he has to, he has to follow her, and he's wa literally walking through a glass window or mirror, um, and it couldn't be more, you know, Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass on the nose. Um, and I'm super excited to see what kind of story they're going to throw at us. Is is this going to be a Morpheus? origin story is it the actor that plays him i believe his name is yaya abdul martin i'm not 100 sure i think i may have mispronounced that and if i did i'm sorry um he confirmed that he's playing young morpheus but where are we picking this story up if he's playing young morpheus and neo is older is this the Morpheus origin story and not so much the Neo origin story? Um, and I'm interested to see of how this all plays out in the movie. Um, I'm super, super excited. Um, I've uh, Lana Wachowski was uh, just recently at the Berlin Film Festival and she was talking about the movie um, and she was saying how uh, Keanu Reeves had recently just screened the whole movie and he was again blown away by what they were able to do and how the script really the first film you know when it came out in 1999 really dealt with the issues of things that were were going to be happening over the next 20 years and 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 it and it really did you know the integration between humans and technology and you know in 1999 it you know, you know, people barely had cell phones, you know, and now, you know, everybody has a walking computer in their pocket and everybody's looking at a screen. And what he said was, you know, that movie kind of showed the integration of that. And this movie is going to show the next 20 years of where we are from from now. And, you know, she said that that was really, really beautiful of him to say, because that's that's what she was doing. 
Another thing that she talked about was that, um, you know, she wrote this movie out of the grief of losing both her parents and a very close friend in the short, a very short amount of time. And that she wrote it to process, you know, what can I do to make myself feel better? And, and so she just went back to these characters because these characters made her feel better. And so she resurrected these characters from the dead, which was something that was personal that was happening to her at the time where she wished that she could bring people back from her own life. Um, and, you know, her sister decided, Lily decided that she didn't want to be a part of, of the movie, but went ahead and let her have creative control for the fourth film because it was part of her recovery process for the whole thing and, and are, are going through grief. Um, and I'm really interested to see how this all plays out because it seems all very personal. Um, and I think that the movie is going to come from a really great place. I'm super, super, super excited uh, to see the fight scenes. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, and, and, and just to see how the story plays out. Um, also really happy about the fact that at the same time that he was filming or that Keanu Reeves was filming this, he was also filming John Wick four. And, uh, I am a huge, huge John Wick fan. Um, I mean, I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan, so I'm clearly a huge John Wick fan, but, uh, and, uh, I can't wait to see what that turns out. Hopefully, uh, if everything plays out correctly, John Wick will be sent into the Matrix to kill Neo and we'll get a really badass fight scene at the end of it, but I doubt that that's going to happen. So uh, anyways, uh, my co-host is finally back in his chair um, and he is ready to go. You, sir, are a gentleman and a scholar. Man, that's like your superpower. It's like, you got to keep it going for five minutes by yourself. Talk about the Matrix. That's it. I mean, if I'm going to do anything for five minutes where I know that I could at least talk about it solidly for five minutes, it's definitely going to be the Matrix. Like, as soon as you start <laughs> said the Matrix trailer, I was like, okay, I can do what I need to do. <laughs> I've got time. And I've returned and... um how to throw away my drawers. <laughs> Is that why you went into the broom? Yep. <laughs> Standing before you, the now reigning, newly crowned, Shart Lord. All hail. Shart Lord. Lord. All hail. Shart Lord. Shart Lord. We hail you. <laughs> I've been hailed. <laughs> so listen, let's talk about um what if this week. Wait, before we get into what if, while okay. I'm thinking about it, because oh uh what went out of me made me think about what I put in me. Which was a subway subway. Yeah. I've been getting the same subway sandwich for over a decade, which apparently isn't consistent enough for it to not uh, upset my 
easily fragile and stomach. <laughs> it smells horrible. <laughs> but that's okay. We the show must go on. Yo, this is the second time I've, I've taken the shit on the pot and it smelled really bad. I, this is why I don't feel bad about getting up and peeing in the middle of segments. Yeah, I think I think someone's like gotten up in the middle of a pod, like every single pod, except for uh, episode ten, no bathroom breaks when uh, your brother in law pissed into a bottle. What, I, what can I tell you? Bro? <laughs> I, don't know. I, mean, I don't know why you're looking at me like you want answers. I don't have answers for that. I don't. This is uh, you know. Dude pissing a bottle. And you know, it's important for us to stay on brand. I'm going to tell you right now, and, uh, that would be very difficult for me to do. I would just, it's it's not something that's in my wheelhouse to just pee in a regular, you know, I, I when I go, I go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a call back to episode 10. For those of you that haven't yeah. seen it, it happens, I don't know, like a fucking, I don't know, somewhere towards the end. <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> My, the best part about it, when he was like, stop, I'm trying to piss. Uh, <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> I'm trying to erase memories like that from my mind, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try not to keep those in there, man. It's my, it's my brother-in-law, you know? I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to do that. Um. So, can can we just talk about what if... Can I talk about it? Yeah, go, go ahead. I want to talk ahead. about what if, man. Go ahead. It was fucking awesome. It was awesome. I zombies. It. Zombies. What if zombies was fucking great? First of all, Michonne was killing zombies. <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on that, but basically her character was a zombie killer, which was awesome. Um, and I love that they let Hulk go Hulk smash. I love that uh, the wasp went into one of the zombies and then got big and blew them up. Uh, there was a lot of cool shit that I really, really loved. I love the cape. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that's when she was like, I've got Sharon all over me. Yeah, it's really, really, really good. Really good. I, I, I thought it was the the, then, the one like random survivor that you knew was going to die who just happened to be hanging out with the Avengers. Happy Hogan. Like the Winter Soldier was awesome as shit. Uh, oh, I guess this it, is the end of the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a, I was like, damn, man. Funny, funny but sad. Yeah, man. I, yeah. Li- I like. I feel like they uh, didn't pull too many punches with that. It was like this is like they did. They did fucking zombies, and and and, and uh, I like. I like. What if? Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about it. It's cool. I, I I do realize you can't get uh, too much into it with it just being thirty minutes and they're you're doing a whole you know like they're doing a different take on what was like a two hour film in thirty minutes. Right, right. I'm gonna tell you my least favorite thing about what if what the animation. Really, it was cool at first. Did not grow on me. Tired of it. I like it. I like I like I, but I like it because it's different. I, I I get the fact that it's different. I I like it because it is different. Hey, babe, like, can you do me a favor? Can you hand me one of those waters that you have in there? If you have a water in there, I only have a monster in there. Do you really? All right. Just like pull the bag. There's only one more. Might as well just take the whole bag. Yeah. So I liked it. I I like it to look at. 
but then I don't like them when they're talking, and I don't like them for the fighting. Uh, I I don't have a problem with the animation. Um, how many times are they gonna fucking kill Vision? How many times? <laughs> how many times? What is that? Like five times now they've killed this fucking guy. Well, th- this time he killed himself. Uh, okay, but I mean seriously, how many times do we have to watch the Vision die? Well, the question is, was he ever really alive in the first place? He's sentient. So, yes. If you... I think, therefore, I am. You know? He knew who he was. He knew what was going on. All right, so let's see. What if... First one was Captain Carter. We talked about that. It was okay. It was the second one was the Star-Lord with Chazway. Yep. Um... I'm glad that's there. One, one more. Uh, really, and we got we got some of him. Yeah, on yeah. this one, that was a, yeah. an awesome surprise as well. That I totally the, forgot the about. The thing that. is, T'Challa's Star Lord puts Peter Quill's Star Lord to such shame. Oh, <laughs> when you think about it, well, he's so cool. <laughs> he's so cool. He's more like a Danny Ocean. You know, he's 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 he's. Uh, you know, he executed that plan to perfection, you know, it, it, uh, but uh, did, did you get my Danny Ocean reference, by the way? Mm. No, Ocean's Eleven. George Clooney. Oh, yeah. I think, you I'm, know, just like, oh, oh, like always one step ahead of everybody else in, in, yeah. in, in the heist, you know, um, but uh, uh I, I I don't want to say that because I love I love uh, uh, Chris's performance um, as Star Lord. Yeah, me too. But, but still, like, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's not that his performance is bad. It's like that character is just. I mean, but I. By the way, I also really like Thanos. <laughs> I like the fact that he was unapologetic. Oh, yeah. he, he, about- <laughs> he, keep, he keeps explaining to people. <laughs> I, I was kind of right. I mean, you know. It's still <laughs> genocide. It's, it's, it's still genocide. No, but you know, I, I was going to say, in any what if uh, scenario, there's, you know, few and far between that um, you're going to stand up to uh, T'Challa and especially Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa. It was really good, man. It was really, really good. It was a, uh, and I thought in that case that the way that it was drawn, the animation for it was perfect. I I thought that that it, it lent itself to that futuristic kind of cosmic world, um, and and I and I I liked it. I also liked the fact that they made um, the uh, what's this guy's name, the collector, yeah, Jack Diesel. Right, he's like <laughs> seven feet tall, like ripped, you know, um, and you know that was cool. Uh, I've I've liked What If. Um, some oh, of them are the Chadwick, the 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 Star Lord one. I think has been the best one. So then the third one was Doctor Strange. Or was yeah, the, the Doctor one? Strange. That was the third one. The so Doctor for, Strange. The fourth one was the most recent one. Zombies. That's correct. That's correct. What do you think about the Doctor Strange one? <sighs> I thought it was okay. Only okay? I thought it was only okay. I, I, it was, I liked it. I, I I liked it, but like I, I don't you know, what I liked about it was that it it's a shitty ending. 
Like it's not a happy ending. Oh yeah, that it, was that, that I liked about it. Like the the Oh no no no. Uh where all the Avengers die, that was the third or fourth. What are you talking about? There's uh, Marvel Zombies is the fifth one. There's the one where Hank Pym kills all the Avengers. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And who wait, what was that? Oh wow. I'm Oh, he he takes out Hawkeye. He takes out yeah. uh, Thor. Yeah, right. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a interesting take on taking out Hulk. It was. It was. I I saw some memes before I saw the actual episode. Mm-hmm. So, I, I at first before I watched the episode, I was under the impression that he uh, actually did go up Hulk's uh, butt crack. Oh. But that was not the case. That was not the case. So upon upon watching it, so he entered Banner through the bullet when Banner was still Banner before he hawked out, mm-hmm. enlarged his heart as Banner before he started to turn. Uh, listen, he could have done it to Thanos. They could have done it to Thanos. Could have ended the whole thing right there. Would have been super easy. <laughs> no, that that was that was actually an interesting take on a on a, a character working under some different motivations at a different time. I that that was another one I thought was okay. I didn't actually like that one. I totally, as a matter of fact, I totally forgot. That well, that and you know, like place. as a as a fucking assassin, because you know when uh, when Nick Fury and Loki did the old switcheroo, and Loki knew he was coming, mm-hmm. he was he didn't put up too much of a fight. But as an assassin, when when you don't know he's coming, he honestly, I'm formidable. having a, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a hard time actually remembering the episode. Like I I I I was playing with the baby, so like I I missed some stuff. I I just I wasn't into it like right away. Um, the but the Marvel Zombies one, I was like I was in. Oh, like, so it, in. It, it it starts out while you're in the car with Nick Fury and uh, Black Widow and. They're riding to the donut shop where. Oh, that's right, Iron Man. So you see, you see like them in the car, like before you see the scene that takes place. Where and the then city. Black Widow hits him with a thing, and then he dies. And yeah, because uh, Hank Pym was hiding in the syringe. Right. So then she gets blamed for the death of Iron Man, and then that he, he sends her out of corporate. Like he breaks, he essentially helps break her out. Right. Yeah, Nick Nick Fury does. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not helps her. He's like he gives her the. The syringe to get investigated because, like, he knows she's gonna break out. Right. Meanwhile, Hank Pym uh, pulls Hawkeye's finger when he's got the lock on Thor. Right. Arrow through the heart. Then he kills. By the Hawkeye way, how Hawkeye is that even possible? Up. Well, I was thinking about it. He's in mortal form at this time, uh, so I guess he could sustain. Yeah, you're right. Mortal you're injury. Right. I you're mean, right. he got knocked out when they hit him with the van. That's right. Which, That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. That's one of the things I was like, ah, that doesn't make any sense. But it does if you look at it from the fact that at that point in the movie, he he had been banned from yeah. Asgard. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I. I, I and mean, then, uh, this was the episode that first made me kind of curious as to what would be next. The way it ends off when Nick Fury is like, not all the Avengers. And, you know, he uh, comes upon Captain America's body. 
Right. So I feel like this could be like a dy- offset dystopian storyline. Like you know, that. like uh, it, it kind of gave me feels of like one of those uh, future X Men like Cable or uh, Bishop storylines. Gotcha. You know, you're yeah. Nick Fury and Captain America. It's uh, you know rebels in a world ruled by Loki. You know, fighting from the shadows. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I think they're going to clearly do a season two. I think that that's already in the works. I'm not even 100% sure on that, but I think it is. Um, I, I I like what they're doing. Um, that one, I got to go back and watch. I, w- I was distracted with watching that one. The Doctor Strange one, that I watched fucking, in two parts. So I watched the first half of it, and then I watched the second half of it. That fucking, fucking Doctor Strange was off his shit, man. But it was dark, man. It was really dark. I swear that's the one thing I did like about it. He went back, he gave in, he went back one time, and then he had to live through her dying. Like he tried like fucking a hundred more times. No, he tried longer than that. He was well, trying to do it for what what, what he said hundreds of years he was trying to do that. When he finally goes to the to the place to because he's got to break the time point or whatever the, the just the, yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. moment in time. Um and he's got to go back and he goes to the the place and the guy is there. I guess he's the curator of the place. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe he is Agamotto, Agamotto, even though he says he's just the keeper of the books. Oh, is that what you got from it? I don't know. Maybe. Uh. Well, you know. I mean, also, too, if you're the keeper of the books, why are you letting this fucking psycho motherfucker be here for fucking centuries? Shouldn't you be, you know. I'm looking after the books a little bit better. Why I'm, you? Why you even let him in the joint? That's, uh, Jesus. You know, so I, I, you know, and then this fucking freak show is fucking absor- absorbing, absorbing demons. everything. But the fuck, he's like, mm, I draw the line at bugs. I'll take your cape though. Damn, you just fucking jacked the roach for his cape. I, hey, listen, that cape is dope as fuck though. I get it. You know, um, I. I, I like the guy. one of the things I didn't understand though about the Doctor Strange one was that the Watcher did jump in at one point, doesn't he? Doesn't he take Strange? Like when the two Stranges are fighting, no, he didn't. He didn't jump in, but there, but like he was on that fucking level where he could even sense his presence, oh. and then he was asking for the Watcher's help, right? And the Watcher's like, no, even if I could intervene, type shit. It was too late at that point. Yeah. It was too late at that point. Uh, and that's what I liked about it, that it didn't have a happy ending. Mm. That's why I, 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 you know, I love when Mar- the Marvel movies have a happy ending, but, you know, one of the things I liked about Infinity War was it didn't have a happy ending. <laughs> you know? My movies like my massages. What can I say? <laughs> okay. You, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. That's a problem. Seek help. That's what I would say about that. Oh. And um, yeah, zombies. Uh, I like how they. I, it was a fucking fun watch. I I I thoroughly dug zombies. See, man. what if Marvel zombies is not something I mind being too whimsical? Like mind like it. Scarlet Witch, whimsical. You notice she didn't kill. She didn't kill Bucky. Bucky's still alive. Hulk is still alive. I like how Hulk got to do the Hulk smash. And just because Hulk. Well, I mean, but yeah, he's gonna be Zombie Hulk now. I don't think so. 
You think so? Yeah. Can he, can he beat Zombie Hulk? Yo, in the fucking comics, like two of the biggest assholes together are Zombie Hulk and Zombie Wolverine. Oh, yo, there. Zombie Wolverine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wolverine's an asshole just as it is. Did you see they're making a uh, Insomnia's making a a Wolverine yeah, uh, game, that game for PlayStation looks so fucking Five, good. dude? What the fuck? And there's two Marvel games coming out that I'm pretty fucking excited for. What was the other one? The other one was is it the Spider Man? Spider Man Two? There, yeah, there's okay. There's three games. There's Spider Man Two, and then there's oh, let me look it up real quick. Um, yeah, because Spider Man Two. Uh, you hear uh, what's believed to be the voice of Craven, and you get a little peek at a uh, Venom. Oh, nice! Yeah, that that trailer uh, for Spider Man Two looks really fucking good. Um, the uh, Wolverine trailer looked really good, and you know what else is coming out, man? Um, they're doing um. Oh, what is this? Uh, they're remaking Midnight uh, Suns. Midnight Suns. That's the other game. That trailer looks really fucking. I good. haven't seen the trailer for Midnight Suns. What's that about? It's um fucking uh, Mister Mystical shit. Who are the Midnight Suns in Marvel? Okay, I watched the trailer one time. I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> uh, but I feel like the gist I got, like the very broad overall gist. Uh huh. Was a uh, like a Justice League dark vibe. Oh, get me? So that's actually something that I would really love to see live action. Is a a Justice League dark with Keanu Reeves as Constantine leading the Justice League? Yeah. Oh my God. I just came in my pants a little bit. (laughs) Just fucking thinking about that. Um, the, uh, The other thing that. That was announced today was uh, PlayStation 5, or not today, but uh, this week was uh, PlayStation 5 and uh, PCs are getting a remake of Knights of the Old Republic. Um, oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I did, I did see that somewhere. <laughs> That's super fucking dope. Star Wars fans are nerding out over that. That's for sure. Oh, uh, speaking of what if, I got a question to pose to you. Okay. What's the difference mm-hmm. between an alternate timeline mm-hmm. and uh alternate universe? You know, so. Because I started thinking about it in terms of, like, you, you remember in um uh, the Infinity Wars uh-huh. when... Um, Hulk is going to get the time stone from Sorcerer Supreme, uh-huh. and, she and hits she's his... showing him how the timeline branches. Right. That's by the way. So, that's not an Infinity War. That's an Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Sorry. So is there is there a difference between an alternate reality and a branched timeline? I I honestly I'm too dumb to answer that question. My my initial answer would be that a alternate timeline would be an alternate universe. That that's my what my initial. I don't know if if theoretical physics, okay, because this is an actual thing, okay. So there's an actual theory that states that there are multiple dimensions of reality. Okay, and that we're currently living in one, but there's a mirror universe 
several, I believe it's nine at this point, what they claim I think is like nine mirror universes. Okay. Um, again, I think this is like theoretical physics. I'm, I'm a talking ape. I don't know what I'm, what I'm saying, uh, half the time. Uh, but if you do like a, if you do like a timeline story, like if you follow like the Terminator or if you follow like right. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, like, <laughs> or back to the future, you know, uh, the different going back in time and changing it creates a separate branch of reality from the one that you're from. The one that you're from still exists because you're still alive right. and that's a different universe. And then hmm. there's the one that you're stuck in that you created, I guess that's a different universe from the one that from yours. I, 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 that's what I would assume. But speaking of that. Okay. Wait, before you uh-huh. go into your speaking of that segue. So I so you got the multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, uh, cap goes back and he stays in the past. Correct. But he stays in the past in his universe. So is that branch timeline like a part of that universe? Yes. Or it doesn't make another universe? No, ultimate? that's part of that because he ends up back where he where he was. So it's like shit could expand exponentially, horizontally, and vertically, inverted, upside down. Yeah, I, I feel my mind mushing. I can't even think about it no more. What, what were you going to say? Well, if you can't handle that then you're not going to be able to handle the top five greatest time travel movies of all time. Top five greatest top five. time travel movies of all time, of all time, of all time, of all time. Let's hear them. From shrooms to Skyrim. Number five. In this order. Groundhog day. Okay. Bill Murray relives the same day. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over until he finally gets that day right. Excellent time travel movie. I was uh, at your brother-in-law's house the other night, Sean. And he was showing me this game on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Where it's called like 12 Hours or something. Uh-huh. Where you're reliving the same, I guess it's based on that. You're reliving the same day over, over and, over. and over again until you get it right. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like you get fucking killed, and then you just come to in the front of the apartment. Like he, like he got choked out. He's like, Ugh, Ugh. oh, what the fuck? And then you got to go through and find more clues. Okay, uh, never and, heard of that game. Uh, and then you can drag the objects and use them on people. So there was a knife in the kitchen, and I was like, okay, I'm going to just stab his wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then let me do it. And Sean, Sean was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. I didn't know you could stab her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what worries me more. <laughs> that you thought of it or that he didn't? I, I, that's, that, I don't know. Because he's he worries me. <laughs> Um, and then on my next try, the very first thing I try to do is you stab myself. Oh, so, but okay. We're like one of the first things you ever do in Grand Theft Auto is pull somebody out of their car and beat the ever living shit out of them for no reason. Right. I mean, you know, 
that's just it's the fun things to do in in video games. Uh, Self harm is not a joke. If you no, feeling, please yes, uh, thinking those thoughts, please seek help. Suicide prevention hotline. We don't have the number, but we will get it by the end of the podcast. Uh, there's a song about it with Alicia uh, Carr and. I I recently heard I, I I don't know, but I recently heard that there was. Um, that shit is a fucking bop. Uh, well, beautiful, that's good. It's man. a beautiful song. That's good. That's and, good. It and the be. the title of the song is the number of the suicide prevention hotline, right. which I still don't know. I just know it's one eight hundred something. Of course, it's a one eight hundred number. It's What's that guy's number. name? Uh, Logic, Logic and Alicia Cara. I don't know who she and is, and I vaguely know I who she is. love Alicia Cara. Okay, listen. You're not gonna distract for my top five you're not you went to the bathroom and i handled this podcast for a solid four and a half minutes okay talking into that thing by myself about the matrix you're not denying me my top five this week this is for my friend jeff davis okay you're not number, denying number me. i got you number one groundhog day <laughs> no number five groundhog day. oh oh i thought number five groundhog oh, okay. day i miss number her one. that's not number one okay my My number number four. Yeah, of course. Obviously, top five of this are supposed to go from five to one. Are you done? Are you done? Go ahead. Number four. Back to the Future Part Two. I it's actually should be higher, but I have to rank Back to the Future Part Three higher. Okay, at number three, the first one. And then Terminator 2, or Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, because Terminator 2 is way better. So that's... So Terminator 2 is your number one time travel movie of all time. No. If I had to rate them, Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1. Okay, I love Terminator 2. Okay, okay but Terminator 2... Two is better than one. Okay. My favorite time travel movie of all time. Of all time. All time. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> this is the greatest time travel movie Solid. of all time. Solid. And that's it. I got done with my top five. I had to get that out. Thank you. Solid. Thank you. Thank you. From shrooms to Skyrim. All right, so let's recap. Number five, Groundhog Day. Yep. Number four. Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future Part 2. Number three. Back to the Future 1. Back to the Future, the first one. Number two. Terminator 2. Terminator 2. And number one, the top time travel movie of of all all mother-loving time. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Word. From Word. To Skyrim. Where are we at on the pod? We are at two hours. One hour and thirty nine minutes. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. Time like flies it. when you're pooping. <laughs> it does. It does. I still gotta get a fucking bidet, man. Uh, oh man. You know, Every time I wipe my ass, I feel like I'm literally we were just wasting at home my de- life. We were just at Home Depot. They're like 30 bucks, bro. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, every time I go to Home Depot and I leave without one, I'm like, why did I forget? Why did I forget? 
This is it's chaotic. I feel it's like insane. you can't call yourself an advanced society Human, yeah. until you stop you know, using your hand to wipe your butt. Let butthole. the machine do it for you. For the love of God. If there was anything that you would want to make a machine do for you, wouldn't it be to fucking literally wipe your ass? I for sure. For sure. You know, this has been a problem like throughout time. <laughs> <laughs> throughout time. Throughout this, history. Throughout human history, man. I mean, seriously. Uh, you know, it's it's archaic. It's archaic. Part of the reason I hated the fucking being forced into the Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts was shitting in the woods, man. I don't have anything for that. <laughs> I don't have anything for that. Man, you <laughs> left me hanging there just like poop from my ass. There you go. I, 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 listen, I've said it before on this podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm all discombobulated here. Uh, I've said it before on this podcast. I wasn't in the Boy Scouts. I was in like the Christian version of that called the Royal Rangers. And I'm lucky I wasn't fucking <laughs> what, what the? You yeah. haven't said that before? <laughs> I have. What I have. the fuck is the Royal Rangers? The Royal Rangers was like the Christian version <laughs> of like the I thought Boy the Boy Scouts was already the Christian Well, this thing. was like the in, uh, evangelical Baptist version of it, I guess. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the inbred version no, of well, it. I mean, probably. <laughs> I, it was... <laughs> It was it was basically it was basically the the uh, the Boy Scouts for like uh, Christian youth groups, uh, and uh, I was a part of it for like three months, and then I was like, yeah, this is uh, really stupid. <laughs> I don't want to do this. It wasn't fun. It wasn't from from my friends that were actually in the Boy Scouts. We're like, oh yeah, that's not what we do. <laughs> We actually do fun stuff. I wasn't doing fun stuff. See, if I wouldn't have been such a juvenile delinquent, I, you know, like in hindsight, like I could have learned a few more things than I learned from the Boy Scouts. Um, But, man, at the time, I just fucking hated that shit more than anything. Really? Really? From what I understand, uh, you know, if you get through it without getting touched, it's uh, it's awesome, you know. Yeah, I did, but then one of um, uh, I saw like a few years later, one of the scout leaders or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck had scout went, masters had went down for that. Yeah, yeah, that that was a problem. That you know, I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, that was a problem with that organization for a while. Um, I think I was never tied with that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I just you know. I wasn't I wasn't into it uh, at the time and and it it wasn't fun, um, so I don't have any experience of that. But I, some of my friends that were like legit like in the Boy Scouts and like took it seriously, like they know shit like that they can do like they can start fires legitimately and like they they know you know cool survival stuff that like I I don't know yeah I don't I, know. I think I think I could still start a fire. You think you start a fire? Yeah. I've watched a lot of those naked and afraid shows, you know, where they just like throw. Have you ever seen those shows? Or they just throw. No, I know so, you're talking about that. So two people naked. They never met before. A man and a woman into the jungle or a certain whatever certain environment. And, uh, you know, for I think like 21 days or 29 days or something like that. Um, and the biggest thing for all of them, the, the, the your biggest chance of survival is always how quickly you can get a fire started. 
And even like for some of these people who are like so-called like, you know, naturalists and survivalists and, you know, a lot of those people have a hard time starting a fire in some of these places. It isn't always easy. You know, I don't know if I could do it. I know, I know why my mom was forcing me to do it uh, at the time. I mean, she had to like force me to do things because I was a fucking degenerate for a long time. Did you ever do martial arts? Not until I was older. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably should have. Yeah. I could have used a place to funnel my rage into a productive Focus place. it. Focus it. But um, like for her and, and her siblings, like she to this day uh, is like, you know, like when she does have to do like public speaking or something, she's like, yeah, I learned how to do that in 4-H. Which is like the Girl Scouts? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's a gender thing. No, it's like four H. It's uh, I have uh, like a kids group, like a Boy Scout, Girl Scout. Apparently, where it's where you fucking learn life skills. Like, I, okay, I think like everything, like okay. tying knots, doing your taxes. Oh shit! Well, doing oh, the shit. taxes would be great. Uh, tying knots, I don't know, you know, where that life skill is going to come in, but, you know, I'm sure it would somewhere. I mean, I'm not a fucking authority on the subject. I, I just, <laughs> I just know, like, I know she, like, she learned, like, public speaking from there, and, like, right. you get, like, a whole, but, yeah, I didn't, I pretty much treated the Boy Scouts like I did military school, and at the end of military school, they were like, wow, you're still a private? <laughs> yep, I don't have a single... Ribbon or badge, <laughs> or do I want a single ribbon or badge? <laughs> My shoes look like shit. I'm out of, I think I'm out of uniform. Did you? Were you at a military school where you lived at that military school, or were you at a military school where you were able to like leave and come back? I was at the military school with a motherfucking Footlocker. Really? That's like legit military school. Motherfuckers coming around 4.30 a.m. waking you up. <laughs> Bro, you Yo, better be I, waking me up I at 4.30 a.m. if there's a natural disaster. I had, my fucking, I had my fucking bed made for the whole year, and I just slept on a sleeping bag on top of my bed so I didn't have to. Make your bed? Bro, you literally had to make it so they could like drop a quarter on that shit. <sighs> Excuse me. Every, <laughs> every single morning. Oh, I'm getting flashbacks. Yeah, no. I want to. Uh, I want to go in my room and fucking mess up <laughs> my bed right now. Fuck that shit. I I uh, I did not have to do that. I was uh, I was actually I was actually fair. It wasn't until I turned like 18 that I went fucking crazy. Uh, I was fairly good, so I didn't have to. I didn't have to worry about military school. You know, I was I was doing ballet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So listen. Let's go to a happier place. Uh, let's go to a weirder place. Let's go to that weird story that I just weird read to you good. today about uh, that company being able to bring back willy mammoths, and they're planning to do so. And the... I like how you say willy mammoths like you're about to say Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Nelson. I love Willie Nelson, man. Love Willie. We got to start thinking about what kind of world we want to leave that guy when we're gone. <laughs> Him and Keith Richards are going to outlive all of us. <laughs> that's the facts. Um, I just, I think that's fucking crazy. I think that's nuts, man. I mean, I, I think that's up there with like Elon wanting to put like 
chips in people's heads where you're just like, have you guys ever watched a single fucking sci-fi movie? Do you not know where this ends? Like, this is not a good place, you know, I, at least to me, at least to me. But, you know. I don't it, know. I don't, I don't think. It'd also be cool to see a fucking saber-toothed tiger at the zoo. So, you know. <laughs> I, I think. I think the the biggest danger from bringing back uh, extinct species. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that came from. It just it just started happening, so I, I so I went with it. Would be um, a little less uh, cinematic than Jurassic Park, but like um, imagine revitalizing something that carries like a fucking. Uh, uh, right. that that carries like a dead plague with it. You know what I'm saying? That humanity hasn't even seen before. And, uh, and you, that's a solid point. <laughs> just, I'm not taking that away from you. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Extinct species. Uh, listen, uh, here's the thing, bro. Mother Nature selected those bad boys to go out for a reason. You know, I don't think we should be fucking around. <laughs> I don't think we should be fucking around with that. I read Mary I Shelley's I Frankenstein. We I should want, not be playing I want to God. see a <laughs> Willie Mammoth and a Velociraptor in the zoo. I do not want to see a Velociraptor in the zoo. Don't I don't want to see that. I, I don't want to see a Willie Mammoth or a I mean, I take it back because I haven't been to the zoo since I was a kid. I don't want to see anything, any goddamn thing in the zoo. I, I feel no compelling I, reason to... There, the zoo, I, there's not the, one day in the past decade I've woken up and be like, man, I, I think I'm going to go actually, to the zoo today. I actually, I've gone to the zoo since Lou was born. I've gone to the zoo like four times. Well, I mean, you have a kid. Right. So. I, it's some of the, some of the things at the zoo, I, 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 I understand. And I, I get why they're there. Um, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, well, you know, the what, zoo you know Miami what? just had a white rhino born in captivity. Oh, that's cool. uh, you, you know, know what, you know what Polly says about the zoo? Nope. From Rocky? What? You know. No. I can't say it. It's offensive. Okay. Well, then don't say it. I don't know what Polly <laughs> says about the zoo. Uh You've seen Rocky too. I, I have seen Rocky too. When he's telling when he's telling Rocky to take Adrian to the zoo. Forget it. I'm not gonna, you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Huh. I'm not going to say it. God damn it. Kill it. Almost over. Uh, we're almost over. <laughs> we're done. We're drawing at straws here, people. We're talking about. to Skyrim. Also, um, you remember uh, when we were in the car earlier, I said this was, this was going to be kind of cozy, just the two of us, like a little fireside chat, mm-hmm. like uh, that good old boy them there, FDR used to do them there on the radio. <laughs> That's it. And then. I've got to the point. I just like making episode uh, titles with your name in it. <laughs> started started with Hir- Hiram Lander, and then la- last week because uh, we we're talking about uh, into Bruce, the Hiram, Bruce Lee, yeah, into <laughs> the Hiram, <laughs> and then it, it hit me uh, a little bit earlier. I was like, man, well, you are the shitter. No, actually, you you think that's when it would be, but I actually thought about <laughs> it before I, before I took a shit. Oh, I, I think I'm gonna call this episode a uh, Hiram side chat. <laughs> I'll just fucking fade your name anywhere. That's it. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, man. Hey man, just, listen. Just, just wait till I start pop, 
It was fun, man. It was, this, this was a good one, man. This was you and me. Just, just wait. God damn it. Just wait till I start pumping out T-shirts. Yeah, that's coming soon. Wow, that was fucking difficult. It was for you. Are you okay? Did you have a stroke? I think it's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's a monster that's flowing through your body right now. I don't got a fucking problem. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do, but it's okay. Um, I, stop. I can stop whenever I want. Uh, so I feel like you're talking like you're done already. No, I, I listen. I can I can go. Okay, on. great. Because I got some things to say about the goddamn motherfucking Green Knights. Okay, that is the monster talking. It's definitely kicking in. <laughs> oh my god! Do we the have Green to talk Knight. about the Green Knight, dude? So a few <laughs> weeks ago, you saw it, and uh, just to reiterate, you said you liked the movie. You didn't like how it was scored. You thought it was overscored, and that kind of killed it for you. It did. It, it did. <laughs> Good. Good. So I, I went to see the Green Knight. <laughs> I saw it on Wednesday, the day before I saw Shang Chi. <laughs> you had to watch Shang Chi to get that out of your your memory. Yeah. Well, like, well, like you, you, you know, like you've seen from my uh, process. What's that called? Workflow. Yes. How I'm I like at times I can I can uh, be like incapable of moving on to the next task. task. Yes. The next task. Task. Until the predetermined one is completed. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like um. You're not a multitasker. If I'm eating a plate with uh, uh, broccoli, steak, and potatoes, I got to eat the broccoli, eat the steak, eat the potatoes. I can't fucking mix and match, you know what I'm saying? Which, for me, it can be a strength and a weakness. Mm -hmm. Because if I stay on task, I'll get shit done one by one. But if I start to procrastinate on one thing, I'll not get anything done because I won't move on to anything else until I get that first thing done. Mm -hmm. And um, someone shared the clip of Mike Tyson from uh, being on Joe Rogan the other day when he was talking about discipline. Mm -hmm. And he's like, discipline is uh, doing what you hate, but doing it like you love it. Right. And like, if, if you don't have discipline and. It's like working out for me. That's like discipline is one of, like, if there's anything I picked up from military school, it was discipline. Actually, probably, like, the only thing I picked up. But it is good. It's necessary. If you only hold yourself to a high standard when other people are watching, you are going to fucking fall behind in your free time. You should be holding yourself to a higher standard than anybody else. Oh, so I say that to say, so I'd already decided I was going to watch Green Knight in theaters. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi was coming out Thursday, so mm-hmm. I had to fucking watch like just the way my fucking self-diagnosed OCD works. <laughs> I had to fucking watch Green Knight so that I could watch Shang-Chi when it came out. So Guilt-free. Watched, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been in there fucking Shang-Chi thinking about Green Knight. As it was, I was in Shang-Chi thinking about Green Knight because that movie don't make no goddamn <laughs> sense whatsoever. Holy fucking shit. Talk about something... I totally, I totally understand where you're coming from. 
Forget about plot holes. That whole movie is a plot hole that you just fall into and free fall to the end of the film. First of all, it was scored impeccably, okay? Horrible. Because here's the thing. This this is not a, it wasn't a dialogue. First of all, it wasn't a logic-driven based film. It no, wasn't a dialogue. Uh, right. No, there wasn't a lot of dialogue in the movie, it, in the middle of the movie, especially in the second act of the so movie. So you're, you're more like, witnessing you're just like kind of like watching things unfold Mm -hmm. and it would have been a little bit awkward to sit there like in silence as things are going on like the music was kind of accompanying it also too i i I ate some shrooms before i watched the movie (laughs) and i got a little bit high that was my mistake i only ate some and only got a little bit you should have been blasted. Is that what you're saying? If I would have been blasted, I, if I, I if I would have been too blasted to know what was going on, I wouldn't have known it wasn't making any fucking sense, and I would have enjoyed it even more. <laughs> but I, I was with, I was with my boy, who um, doesn't want to be named publicly. Okay. Call him. Um, not gonna call him anything. Goddamn it. <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> and at one point he turns to me, he's like, hey, how'd he get his axe back? I wasn't paying attention. And I said, look, I was paying attention, and I don't know how the fuck he got his axe back, okay? What axe? Oh, because the girl, okay, so the girl got it back for him. After he fucking dives into the lake that turns into the cosmos. Uh-huh. I'm saying the shit was fucking cool. It doesn't make a lick of sense. It's Fuck! It's it's an Arthurian tale, bro. It's not like it's it was created in the. 13th. That's not an excuse to recuse yourself from logic. How about suspension of disbelief? There was no, there's the motivations for each and every character are so fucking unclear. An unknown. Why is his mother casting spells? She's a witch. Do you need to know that? We yeah. can't you just yeah? But you what just, what's her ultimate motivation? She, she how what's this have to do with her son? He, listen, bro. He went on a quest. Okay, he was a knight with no name. He went on a fucking a dumbass knight. quest for no motherfucking reason. Listen, he went on a quest because he made a mistake. And he shouldn't have chopped the dude's head off. He actually shouldn't have even gotten involved, to be perfectly honest. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. Listen, and who is the Green Knight? What's his motivations? Nobody knows. That's the whole thing. Nobody knows. Nobody knows where he comes from. He's just all of a sudden brought up in this poem from 1,300 years ago and written all, into the Arthurian tale, and nobody all, really knows all he why. Ha- all he had to do was give him a little scratch on the shoulder. That's that- it. That's it. That was the whole thing. But he got greedy and he wanted more. He wanted to try to prove himself. So in order to prove himself, he chops off the dude's head. Dude says, okay, cool. Now in a year's time, I get that same blow back. You thought, he thought, I'm just going to chop his head off and the guy's going to die. He shouldn't. Oh, I guess he did think that. But wasn't he paying attention to the rules? Well, I mean, first of all, not even paying attention to the rules. It's a fucking mystical creature. Why would you even think that you could kill it? Why did his mom send that in there with him? Although he did, he did get to wield Excalibur, which was pretty dope. 
Oh, yo. And his fucking journey and the things he encountered made no fucking sense. But that shit was pretty fucking funny when uh she was uh when he's in the those people's house and mm-hmm. and uh the guy's wife comes up to his room and she's like, Yeah, you want this scarf, you want this scarf? Oh yeah. He's like, Yeah, I want it. I want it. I want it. And then he's like, Ugh. And she just and she gives him and he's just holding his own handful of cum. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> that shit was so It was weird. It was out there, man. It was out there. It was super fucking trippy. I should have like I wish I would have been fucking blasted. I I wasn't. I saw it like a normal I, human being and I thought it was pretty decent. But let me tell you, the movie was fucking scored so well. I was oh fucking my God, it was so horrible. It, Don't listen to him. It was enjoying a horrible, it so much. Horrible, horrible, horrible score. Look, uh, if, if you're gonna go watch the Green Knight. It's not for the score. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Whatever it is you're into, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you you do you just gotta get you gotta get inebriated because that movie makes no goddamn sense. It's beautiful, but it don't make no goddamn sense. Oh, dude, I gotta go to the bathroom. I could fucking sit there and watch out. I'm I'm gonna hold it down. You you held it down. All right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go pee. To Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. Oh man, it's just uh, it's just me and you guys. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking to the viewers. Oh my god, it's so thousand. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I've got a candle somewhere. Man, I found the best candle scent. I've I've got. I've got the candle scent that I'm going to use for the rest of my life. Because, you know, I get candles randomly. Like, I don't get, you know, I don't. Like, sometimes I go a couple months without a candle. And then I'll just be walking around the store. I'll happen upon the candle section. I'll be like, eh, it's a good time to buy some candles. I'll smell them, pick out some random scents. So this happens to me a few weeks ago smelling candles and i found a new scent a surprisingly sweet fragrance it's surprising because the name was sweet tobacco and man it, it smells so wholesome it's like it's it's kind of like vanilla smelling but but way more thicker and i was uh I was, I was I was talking I was talking to my my uncle about it because you know uh, I hail from them there parts of been to Virginia, which uh, for those of you not versed on American history is uh, historically a big tobacco producer. I, I think that's that's kind of what got them uh, thirteen colonies going was a uh, tobacco production. Uh, America's biggest export. I, I guess it still is. You know, them, them uh, cigarette lobbyists got a whole lot of power to keep cigarettes. Anywho, he tells me, yeah, that's the, that's the smell of uh, the tobacco leaves when, when it's when it's drying, uh, or, or not drying. It's a it's, it's a it's a word for it. I don't know the terminology when when they put the tobacco leaves out to dry. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that, that sweet tobacco. That's a, that's like our childhood, right there. You know, riding through the countryside, and you smell that. On sweet the, tobacco. Sweet tobacco. Virginia. Sweet tobacco. I got the candle at Target. 
best fucking candle scent ever. Is that what you were talking about Thank while me I was later. in the bathroom? The whole fucking <laughs> is candle scent. <laughs> wow. The sweet tobacco candle from Shrooms ain't, to Skyrim ain't with not, Matthew and Hiram, bro. We won't talk about anything. Ain't, ain't nothing to fuck with. That is awesome. I like the contrast between <laughs> me and yours is a fireside chats, whilst the other was uh, relieving themselves. You fucking talked about the new Matrix, and I talked about uh, my new candle. Yeah, yeah, a sweet tobacco. Sweet tobacco. It smells. Sweet tobacco. So you, you might see the word tobacco. It smells nothing like a cigarette. Right. Right. Because the cigarette is burning tobacco. Yeah. yeah. But even an unburnt cigarette got like a. Uh, yeah. Smell. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, it's also like got a thousand other things in it besides, the tobacco, you know, tobacco. Um, what else are we going to talk about? I don't know, but this is nice. It is. It's me and you. Just me and you, man. Just Cozy. the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Um, Just the two of us. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, it's cozy. It's a little fireside chat. Little, I like it, man. Hiram like side it. chat. A, lot. <laughs> a Matthew side chat. A Matthew and Hiram side chat. It don't got a ring to it. It does. It does. I did. I I am planning on, on using my name as an episode pun when uh you bring uh oh the uh, the the other bartender from Barracudas here. Yeah, I, I I would love to try to get him to come onto the podcast, but I'm I'm just worried because because I'm I already thought about that guy. It. That guy will get me. That guy will get us canceled. When when, <laughs> when uh, get we canceled. get a second Matt, I'm calling it two Matt to handle. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm taking applications for any Matt. Anyone named Matt, <laughs> please feel free to reach the uh from Shrooms to Skyrim either Facebook page or Instagram. Matt. Matt, are you out there? <laughs> Can Matt. anybody hear me? <laughs> um It was a good podcast. It was fun. I think we should end. I think it's time. Holy crap, it's been two hours. It's two hours. Let it go. Wait, let's see. Let it go. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to go watch some Disney movies now. You got to do all this thing and you got to me. I love Disney movies, man. Oh. I, I, you know. Speaking, like of, speaking of Virginia, uh, the there's, there's a tweet I saved. Everything in Virginia named after Robert E. Lee needs to be renamed after Allen Iverson. Why after Allen Iverson? And I'm here for it. Is Allen Iverson from Virginia? Hell fucking yeah. Newport News. Oh, I didn't know that. Love uh, Allen Iverson. All right. I, I'm a big Allen Iverson fan. It's my favorite basketball player. Definitely not my favorite basketball player. Who's your favorite basketball player? <sighs> Probably Michael Jordan. I mean, I watched the greatest basketball player of all time play. That's uh, valid. You know, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Akeem Olajuwon. I got really lucky, man. I grew up in a time of, of oh, yeah. phenomenal basketball. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, literal game changer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who I've actually had the opportunity to meet. Um, oh, really? I did. I got to meet Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at Blockbuster Video, man. Renting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar rented a movie, had a membership 
from Blockbuster <laughs> Video. That to me blew my mind. That Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was like just yeah, just like a member like like a guy like Kareem Abdul. The guy's like a, a NBA legend. Like somebody else should be getting him his movie. You know, <laughs> uh, but Yo, he was I, a super I, nice guy. Um, I I like how a solid majority of like your best life experiences have happened to you at Blockbuster. I loved. I I I will I will never speak ill of my time at Blockbuster except for the very end. That's the only time. The very, I, end. The very end. The very what happened end. At the very end. The very end. It was so unlike my massages. It was not a happy ending. No. Wow. Okay. Uh, they they didn't, you know, everybody knows the story. They didn't see they didn't see it coming and by the time they tried to react to the market it was already too late and uh, you know, uh, well, and because they, of that, and because of that a whole generation of kids will never know what it feels like to go and walk into a Blockbuster video and pick out your movie you know, that you're going to watch 30 times over the three days that you had it before you had to go give it back and have $100 late fees. <laughs> well, I you mean, know? in one aspect, it was like my massages because they didn't see it coming until it was too late. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why do you got to do that to Blockbuster, man? You gotta, you know, it was funny though. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't. You see know, it uh, <laughs> a little um, trivia mm-hmm. for the f- good folks at home. Oh, for the good folks at home. Uh, the original name for this pod, your original name for this pod, uh-huh. or for the idea of what would eventually become this pod. Now known as From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. Was Blockbuster Guys. Blockbuster not? Guys. BBG. BBG, man. I I I love doing this, man. I, I sitting here talking to you uh about movies reminds me of one of the funnest jobs I ever had was working at Blockbuster Video, being able to talk about movies and renting movies and seeing movies and you know, I got I got to work at Blockbuster Video in some really cool places, um, and you know, all throughout the country, and and uh, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. Uh, and I, you know, look, it wasn't a job I was going to have when I was in my forties, but you know, it was definitely a fun job to have in my early twenty, in my teens. I started working there when I was literally I got hired on my seventeenth birthday. Um, oh wow. Yeah, I I started I started working for Blockbuster from the time I was 17 till I think I was like uh 28 years old. Um, you know, and I got to travel and I got to, you know, it was fun. It was a, it was a cool job. I I thoroughly enjoyed working for the company, but you know, at the end of the day, we all know the story, bro. Netflix came along. You know, they could have bought Netflix for 7 million dollars, bro. Seven million dollars, man! Holy shit, Crazy. man! You're talking. You know, at one point, Blockbuster had like, uh, I believe, it was seventy five percent of the world's rentals. The world. So, like, if all over the world, seventy five percent of that market share belonged to Blockbuster Video. They could have, the, essentially, the people that put them out of business, which was Netflix, they could have bought them for seven million dollars. And I think that there was another point where they could have bought them for like seventy million dollars. 
And both times, Blockbuster said no. And then at the end, they were just really horribly... They were bringing in CEOs that were trying to take... They were trying to make Blockbuster essentially like a Best Buy. You know what I'm saying? Where you could like go in and buy like TVs and buy like D- DVD players. And, oh, so like and, instead and, instead of doubling down on the movie side, right? They, well, instead of instead of realizing what your core business was and your core business model was, which right. was renting movies, just rent movies, right? You could have bought your competitor, you didn't buy your competitor, and then you didn't. They could have for look if you're not going to buy Netflix, you can at least formulate the same plan that netflix has right like to try to compete with them right here's the thing they didn't do they didn't try to do that till six years after netflix was already on the market and by that time there was no way that blockbuster could compete with netflix yo it's it's like kind of like how uh uber came out came up in a knocked the destroyed knocked the taxi uh, driver's Taxi industry down several fucking pegs. It was, it, 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 not, well, look, That's like there's this, still taxi drivers. Here's the thing. There's still taxi drivers. There's no blockbuster. There's no blockbuster. Well, there's one. There's one blockbuster left in the world. Where? That's it. It's in Oregon. It's in Oregon. They had a documentary called The Last Blockbuster. Um, they have to re-loose, renew their, their franchise tag every year with uh, Dish Network who owns um, uh, the Blockbuster company, really what they bought was, I think they paid something like $250, $275 million for the Blockbuster logo and the movies that Blockbuster had a right to so that Dish Network could basically essentially use that as their on-demand platform. Right. So is that last Blockbuster in Oregon, like, uh, like we have to make a pilgrimage? Oh, as I saw, I, there was a documentary about it. Um, I, I, it was, it's something that people do. People actually do uh, go there and, you know, especially ex-employees. You know, at, listen, man, I have a lot of, I, I wouldn't say a lot. I have at least 10 people that, like, I worked at with Blockbuster that I, you know, I'm not friends with today. But, like, you know, we're Facebook buddies and, you know, we'll like each other's stuff or we'll comment or, you know, every now and then. You know, there's an instant message that goes out. Um, it it was a it was a cool job to have, man. It, it, you know, I, I I could probably equate it to working like at a record store in the '90s. You know, it's just a, it was a cool job to have. Yo, there's some good record shops in Miami. Uh, I haven't been to a record store in a really long time, man. I I, I, I know there's one uh, Sweat Records. Up by Churchill's and Little Haiti. Okay, that they like. Uh, I, I follow them on Instagram. I've only been there like once, several years ago. But they like they they get new records in. Like they like keep it real. Like it's super. It's like super fucking vintage Dude, shit. Vinyl's super expensive, man. I mean, vinyl is super super expensive. I I like how the vinyls released, uh, with. Like obviously everything gets streamed now. Mm-hmm. I like how artists are releasing vinyl exclusive content and artwork that oh, yeah. makes it worth collecting if you're if you're a fan of the artist. If I'm not mistaken, I think something for like um for like the first time in like thirty years, 
uh, vinyl outsold DVDs. You know? Oh, wow. So, well, I mean, cause like I said, like for collectors, you got a reason to get vinyl. You got almost no reason. That's not true. People that uh, want to get the expanded uh, edition I, and the deleted scenes. The CDs, what? not DVDs. Oh, CDs. CDs, CDs not DVDs. CDs, not DVDs. Sorry. I remember, I, I used to have a pretty, it wasn't that expensive. I maybe had like three or 400 CDs. Really? Yeah, I would go, Jesus, uh, what was it called? Edward McKay's in North Carolina. My, one of my favorite places in the world is a used book, et cetera, store. They, that place is the fucking, yo, you go in there, they got, they got books, they got comic books, they got vinyl, they got CDs, they got video games, action figures, collectibles. It's all old. Old and new. It's just, it's just used. But they they have such a good collection. I would go there. Where is it? North Carolina. Oh, okay. I would spend, like, I would take, uh, like, my uh, my, my check from the restaurant. I I would go go there, like, once a month and spend, like, five hours in there. (laughs) And, yeah, that's how I was was really into... uh, I didn't have an iPod for a long time. Mm-hmm. Had a fucking CD player, and I found so many like rare cuts at that place. Like I had, I had fucking everything. These uh, iced tea, um, iceberg classic. So remember buying that on cassette. Uh, I like I I, I can't even remember. I so had, the, the way that so you were. Many. The way that you were with with CDs, right? I wasn't like that, but my movie collection. And if, and by the way, my at one point my my DVD collection was so ex- extensive that like some shit had happened, and I needed money. And like I was able to sell like some of the DVDs that I had, like. It's like it was a huge chunk of DVDs that I had, but I, I, I like, I had some rare shit on DVD. I've, I, I honestly don't, I couldn't put a number hmm. on the amount of movies that I've actually had or owned at one point. Sometimes I'll own a DVD and I'll have it for so long that I, I would be like, okay, it's time for somebody else to have it. You know what I'm saying? So I'd give it to a friend and be like, here, you got to watch this movie, knowing I'd never get it back. You know what I'm saying? That, that's that's kind of how I am with books. And there's there's some books I have that I hold on to and I tend to keep for myself. Right. But, like, I've probably given away, like, 30 or 40 books. And, like, really? under the pretense of, like, here, you you can borrow this. But I'm not really expecting to get it back. Right. Um, what's the last book I did that with? Uh, Atlas Shrugged. Oh, which okay. is one of my top. I actually, I'm going to be honest. I've never read it. One of my top five favorite books of all time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I gave it to someone. Cause like that's, I actually just finished reading and, uh, my friend had expressed interest in the book. So I'm gonna give it to him. I've had it for like, I don't know, a decade, a copy of it. I just finished reading, uh, this, uh, collection of essays of, uh, 
from R- Ralph Waldo Emerson, who's like one of the first uh, American philosophers. Okay. And so he like he wrote it's, the book is a it's like this collection of essays, you know, like one's titled "Experience," and you know, like one's about soul. And some of his writing, and also too, this is uh, like the 19th century. So, <laughs> so some of the terminologies like can be a little bit uh, archaic and unfamiliar at times. Mm-hmm. And some of his thoughts are kind of abstract. And I, I reread it uh, for the first time in several years uh, the other day, and it was, it was it was a little bit harder to digest than I remember it, it being. But there was definitely some some good stuff in there that stuck with me cuz you know he he's he uh he puts things very eloquently but sometimes uh it's like the gist of it you know so sometimes wisdom is just like a simple truth yeah. like um i'm 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 gonna paraphrase this incorrectly but it, it was something along the lines of uh like the 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 wisest man uh lives has the biggest majority of of good moments you know that's like he feels the elation of reaching his destination with every step you know which is like essentially uh like the the journey is the destination you know you can break it down a couple different ways yeah yeah but like like sometimes it's good to get like a new angle or refresh on something like a reminder be like oh yeah like i should slow down like focus on this aspect of life a little bit more even yeah. even if you already know something, you forget about things. Right. And also too, I read this in a book somewhere, kind of ironically. Uh, but it's like if you re- if you read a whole book, and you get one good thought out of it, it was worth it. Yeah. It'll be five hundred pages, and I forget like where I read this. But it's it stuck with me because it's like a lot of people don't uh, don't think like that, you know. Like that that might seem like a waste. But what what would you tell the miner that that digs for for diamonds? You might shovel five hundred uh, uh, shovelfuls of dirt just to find one diamond. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you're doing it for? Right. Like, right. Getting there. To quote whoever says this, read, motherfucker, read. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got kind of deep with it there for a minute. You did. You did. I get weird when you get deep. Yeah, I was kind of like. I started to get like the whole background sort of like kind of like merge. It was kind of weird. I'm going to be honest. I saw you differently. I was just like waves pulsating off. Yeah, of me. man, it was weird. You were seeing my true form. I was seeing your chi. That's how you bring it back. That's how you bring it back. Ah, but yeah, like uh, so, like some things I see for the future of this pod. Like today, we did uh your top five list. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'm gonna get into my entire top five. Favorite books of all time. Ah. And and we should try to figure out some ways we could organize like um 
watch parties and like and like a book club type thing, you know. Like, hey, like, you know, read this book. We're gonna talk about this chapter. Watch this movie. We're gonna talk about it. I I, I like that. I like that. I, I've actually never been part of a book club, so that would be cool. Yeah, me neither. I think yeah. it'd be kind of cool too. I think that'd be, I, yeah. I've always wanted to be part of a book club. Yeah, listen. So, I God damn it, we're gonna start our own book club. <laughs> The From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram Book Club. Look for us on Facebook and Instagram. I feel like we should show it to something catchy. We should. The first book should be a book called Cosmic Banditas. Everybody would truly appreciate it. <laughs> it's one of the best books I've ever read. What's it about? <laughs> <laughs> it's about this guy's... Uh, the, the author of the book is uh, A.C. Weissenbecker, and uh, the story is kind of true, kind of not true. So the guy, the, the guy that wrote the story at one point was one of the biggest uh, marijuana smugglers in the United States in the 60s and 70s. Mm. And he worked with the CIA, unbeknownst to him, in smuggling drugs into the country. Unbeknownst to him. Unbeknownst to him. He did not know that these... You got to read the book. Here's the thing. I'm intrigued. Here's the thing. You don't know what's real and what isn't real. Okay. So the book starts out with him as one of the most wanted fugitives in the world, hiding out in the jungle. Okay. Of Columbia in like the seventies, 80 or 80. I think it's what it is. Uh, and he's wanted by every major, like Interpol, FBI, he's wanted by everybody, right? Yeah. And he's being taken care of by banditos that live in Colombia. Because one of the band, one of the head of the banditos is his friend, and nobody else knows where he is in the world. He's hiding in the jungle in this hut, uh, and so his bandito friend robs a library and brings him a book, or no, his bandito friend. Robs a library, but there's a whole other thing that happens. And in the process, he takes this professor's book. I have one question. What do you rob from a library? It's it's part of the story. It's crazy. (laughs) It's absolutely crazy. Is this based on a true story? you some of it is and some of it isn't mm. some of it is and so it's very those are, the, gonzo. Those, are the, those are the best books sometimes it's it's very you got to figure out what's real and what isn't real there are real parts of this story that are part of his actual life but then the story of like what happens is he reads this he's in the jungle okay and he eats he starts eating uh, uh mushrooms and he starts reading this book on uh like metaphysics Mm. right and he starts the best kind yeah, he starts he starts to like have these ideas that like these subatomic particles and these quarks are all intertwined and he goes on this crazy it's a crazy adventure so there's a lot of that is all bullshit some of it has real shit thrown in there that like really happened to him as part of the adventure that he's going through but you have to, you as the reader have to decipher what's real and what isn't real in this in the story, mm. and it's hilarious. If you if you're a fan of Hunter S. Thompson, it's Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. Like nobody touches Hunter. I get that. I'm not trying to say that, uh, but it's 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 a re- it's my favorite book because it's just a fun read. Like it's only like 250 pages, so you pick it up and you can read it in a day or two. You know, and it's a story you don't want to put down because. Every chapter has that like 
you want you want yes. to find you want to find yes. out yes you want to find out you want to find out um it, it's it's uh well like i said it's my that's my favorite book of all time uh that and probably mary shelley's frankenstein because it's it it was like the first real uh, like adult book that i read that like i terrified me and i got and made me think and like challenged a lot of like questions you know especially growing up right. in like a christian family like you know should we play god what is the role of man in science like that, that was a lot going on in that book when i was a kid that like I, I was like 16 i think when i read mary shelley's frankenstein and that it's probably one of the books that helped me get into reading you know hey, the classics are classic yeah. for a reason yeah it was definitely that I, that's what i'd say that that probably that book was a catalyst to get me into reading more you know um and and more grown-up stuff that i you know at that point i was really only still reading comic books you know so <laughs> or shit that was forced upon me by school oh yeah i remember this the other day um i've always been a way bigger marvel head than dc mm -hmm. and there's a very simple reason why why because when i first got into comic books at the public library uh -huh. and i'd be looking for something as a kid what caught my eye was that bright red and white marvel on the side mm. true and true. that's just how i ended up reading uh a shitload of Marvel comic yeah. books and of smart as opposed to yeah. a, a very I see few that. DC. I could see that. Uh, I grew up with, I grew up reading more Marvel simply just because of the connection that I had to it with my family. Um, but my, the, the, I mean, you know, I, I still remember the character that got me into, into all of it was Superman. You know, it just, that's what it was. And it was Christopher Reeves, you know that movie was huge when I, you know, when I was a kid, we had that shit on VHS, man. You know the dude was flying, you know, and he was, you know, son of Jarrell, kneel before Zod, you know, just you were just like, ah, it was a great movie. You know, one and two. Oh uh, uh, shit, uh, what's that guy's name from the Watchmen that's got the ink blot shit going on? Oh, uh, um, uh, Rorschach. Rorschach. My favorite DC characters are The Question mm -hmm. and Rorschach. Just because I, and I'm pretty sure Rorschach is kind of based on The Question loosely. I, I'm not sure who The Question is. Uh, you've, you've seen the animated Justice League, right? Yes. He's the motherfucker with the, um, with the trench coat, suit, no face. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I, I've just always, those have been, you know, like I fucking love Kojak and I just always, I, I, I can't get enough of a, of a motherfucker in a, what kind of hat is that? Uh, well, in, in a fedora and a trench coat. That's it. That's it. Uh, the, the, my favorite DC character is Batman. He's psychotic. Batman is truly. Batman has oh and, and and Batman I love Batman. Batman has no reason, no, like, Batman shouldn't be in the Justice League. <laughs> like, <laughs> I said it. Like, Batman, Batman is probably 
out of his fucking actually he's not probably he is out of his fucking like mind. i don't even know how many of them are canon there's so many good dark twisted <laughs> batman stories and not even batman stories gotham stories oh man gotham stories are great and thought of the name of our book club from shrooms to shakespeare <laughs> yeah. like from that. shrooms to skyrim with Matthew, shrooms to Shakespeare. With Matthew and Hiram, and um, fuck, I was gonna say something. I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, well then, on that note, we're ending the podcast. I'm taking off my headsets. I love you. Yo, it's a good podcast. Oh, wait, well, I remember what I was gonna say. Well, uh, I, I gotta take a swig first. Oh, that would have been funny, but uh, too obvious. So no way. No. You know, I gotta get the last word. No pun intended. So oh yeah. We're just talking about books. And I forgot I was gonna say it again, talking shit. Um, love you, buddy. I guess that's a wrap. I love you, buddy. Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram.